welcome to episode four of Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Gespie. I am Josh Ackerman. I'm Chris Lowe. And I'm Ben T. And tonight we'll be discussing <laughs> Crisis 2. Yeah! Woo! And so, <laughs> really? Really, Ashley? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so how have you guys been this, uh, the past few weeks? Samurai! <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good actually fantastic. fantastic this was a good length of a game so yes, yeah it was a short i want to say extremely short game but it was actually a decent length well compared to mass effect oh yeah compared yeah. to compared to mass effect it's not it, as it does not in the welcome <laughs> it's not as time uh uh inducive i'll say that for sure no it was a refreshing change of pace from the rpgs that we've been tackling you know being a uh, a big major pc gamer so this is my first shooter on a console. I'll say that. Oh my it, god! Really? Wow! It is. It really is. It is my. That first. explains a little bit. <laughs> so, had you ever done a twin stick anything? Uh, I played. I mean, if you, I played Deus Ex on my PS3, but I would consider that like a full out shooter, like Crisis Two was. And one of the things that I really liked was like it was very welcoming to know that going from a PC to a console. Surprisingly, the controls were really good. I was like, that was my big concern because I'm not a big analog stick user in terms of shooters. And I was really happy that I was like, wow, this is actually kind of refreshing that these game uh, these game mechanics right here are, are quite awesome. So it was a nice. It, I guess you would. I guess you would say it wasn't a rude awakening. Like it didn't really take that much time to adjust. It just, I guess you would say, kind of clicked. So that from that was my from my experience, I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, okay, that's it's nice. I really like that. Welcome to console shooter. I know it's yeah. it's, it's... Uh, welcome to the world that we were introduced to about uh, eleven years ago with Halo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I gotta say is fuck you. <laughs> hey, what do you, what what do you expect, man? I I have to, yeah, I've never played Halo. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Fine. No, you know, I'm glad That's that uh, good experience for you. You're, you're enjoying it. And actually, the best to start off with is might not have been Crisis for a couple of reasons. I think we'll get to that. At least in yeah. terms of control, yeah, you, you, it's a very well controlled game. Game and we'll get into a little bit of that too. I guess we can just start too on on that kind of stuff. If you want me to. Oh, that, no, go ahead, go ahead. I guess uh, just to kind of bring the listeners up to up to speed on what we're talking about i i it was over the last weekend or so it was whenever you were finishing the game um i think you asked me were, were saying you know a couple things about how you thought the the game kind of turned out you're you're not giving it the best review but we're we're all kind of confused about what you meant or about what you what you were talking about i mean we even started talking over facebook a little bit yeah um but you know i i kind of wanted to save the conversation until then uh, until now, and um, and actually, well, the reason why is because if we're talking about in terms of control, it's the first time you've ever used you never used a mouse for the gun in this game. Yeah, you're using the twin stick shooters and stuff like that. Um, right. I you don't have anything else to go off of. Like I, I can compare this Crisis Two game to Call of Duty, uh, to to Halo, to even something like I know it's a third person uh, shooter, but it's it's still twin sticks as a uh, Gears of War we were just playing. Yeah. So there's all these different uh, formats and different types that you play with, but the one that the 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 one out of all of them that works really well, I think Crisis Two does have one of the better uh, schemes of of control because 
you can switch in and out of the strength, uh, um, the strength, the speed, and the and the stealth all at at at, dis- at differing times. It's just like it it feels like a well oiled machine. That yeah, you're, it's it's in pi- real. You're piloting. You would say it's in real time. It, it is in real yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched, uh, I watched uh, Mike Barrico play the first one years back on the PC, and trying to tackle, like, selecting your powers on the keyboard, it's like trying to fly a plane, it seemed to me. Like, it was yeah, it was uh, a little the, unintuitive, and, and, and they remapped it to the controls. And from what I've heard, it, it on, even on PC, you, you want to play it on controller. Yeah, in the first one, uh, just to kind of bring people that haven't played it up to speed i don't know if i don't know if uh, josh has played it or not um what you did was you held down like the shift button or you know on the pc or in the on the uh console you know version you held down a button and then you moved the wheel your one of one of the sticks to the to the assigned like one of like five different suit powers and Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of archaic but it was it was it was neat because it was it felt modern but it was archaic because it kind of you had to stop midway through the game to do something whereas with this with this new uh it's obviously you know with crisis 2 it's all been streamlined it's all been assigned to one button you know stealth is always going to be that one button yeah whereas you have no idea whether or not you'd be able to do something like that so you were saying the keyboard schematics were very archaic and very unintuitive whereas crisis 2 now i'll admit i'll I'll admit it's way more streamlined in this one it uh, the, let's just say bad. it had a learning curve. Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay, okay. With Crisis Two, I really liked how everything was on the fly. It was just like boom, 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 and that was something that really brought me into the game. It was just because you mean the, the way that you dealt you can, with certain things happening. Yeah, you could do with like a stealth, okay. with a stealth, the armor, uh, upgrading your your powers, and you're talking. Cons- oh, oh sorry, yeah. And You're talking about how there wasn't a specific stealth mission. It was just like if you wanted to use stealth at any moment, you could. If you yeah. wanted to use strength at any moment, you could. Yeah, you could. I enjoyed that aspect quite a bit because it wasn't kind of like with uh, Deus Ex that you had to do something in particular even though you wanted to do something different. Hence why I had to do numerous tries. Whereas this game, you had – there's multiple options to approach a situation, which – I greatly appreciate it because it was like it was just telling me there is no one right way to do something. You choose the way you wanted to do it, and you go on about your business. And I was like, okay, you know, I can I dig that. I really like that aspect. Sure. And I like how I could upgrade on the fly with your fingers. I was just like, oh, this is oh, just, yeah. this was so much easier. It's like, what do I want to do? Do I want to upgrade my stealth? Do I want to upgrade my armor with my fingers? And I was just like, oh, boom, nope. Okay, this you sounds. Know, you notice. You notice they didn't end, they didn't exit that first person mode either. They they always exactly. they always kept you in that they always kept you immersed in that world. It reminded me a lot of like a Dead Space where you know yeah. they don't take you to a screen. They don't take you to a screen just to uh, in in terms of mm-hmm. oh now you, when you hit pause. Well, I guess when you hit pause it takes you out, but um, when you are interacting with anything in that world, it stays there. And whenever they want to show a movie, yeah, unless it's specific. They don't take you outside of the uh, of the body of of uh, our Alcatraz, so just, just a couple FMVs just to you know, get you hype. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise. Yeah. <clears throat> so so it is similar to Dead Space because I have not played Dead Space yet. Oh yeah, well, I, I, the immersive aspect of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, just, well, just otherwise, no, completely different animal. 
Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so. just the interface. Like, Dead Space, like, you see your health, like, on your spine. There's, like, these, you know, like, these green uh, health cells that are, like, kind of ratcheting up your spine. And as you get hit, it they kind of deplete. And then whenever you have, like, communications with, I can't remember exactly who it is. It's, like, a doctor or something like that that's talking to you. But basically, it comes up in, like, a hologram in front of you. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, you're never really taken out of the experience. Like, you're always still just walking around and yeah. uh, seeing all these interface elements. And it's pretty it's pretty cool. Even the, your inventory is something that you project out of, like, like your wrist or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And it, feel, it really adds to the, the futuristic uh, environment. Now, speaking of uh, the kind of the whole in, the setup of Crisis 2, I know we kind of went out of – out of order, technically, but what's what's Chris? What's what? the what's the ba- what's the main premise of Crisis Two? Crisis Two drops players into a devastated New York in the midst of an attack by a frightening alien species. The alien enemies are armed with deadly weaponry and exceptional sensory abilities that test players' skill and push them to the limit. These terrifying invaders stalk the streets of New York, leaving the streets in chaos and the skyline in flaming ruins. Surrounded by catastrophic destruction, players harness the superhuman abilities of the nano suit to level the playing. They could have come up with a more interesting name. Becoming (laughs) the ultimate weapon on a mission to save New York. What name? Uh, Better than the nano suit. Oh, yeah. Well, and and see that that's that's where I think um, when I it's it's my understanding, Espy, when you were talking about the premise and the story and all that Michael Bay crap that was going on in Facebook. in that world, yeah, yeah, over Facebook, over the conversations we've had, a lot of that was kind of like you know you gotta go in thinking that you know it, that, it, if you read the back of the box. Yeah, that's not why I'm putting in Crisis 2. I'm not putting it in because I'm like, ooh, they got such a crazy sci-fi world and stuff like that that I just want to be immersed in. It's not. It's not going to be Mass Effect. No, I, I, I have to take the SP, I take I have to take SP side a little bit though. Even though in that early discussion I was kind of siding with you, Ben, because mm-hmm. they spent quite a bit of time before the game came out talking about how important the story was going to be. They hired a science fiction writer to write the story. Um, Do you know who it was? I can't remember his name. Okay, I, I can. I, I, unfortunately, I, uh, whoever you are, I've never actually read your material. But um, <laughs> I mean, they spent quite a bit of time pimping that the game is going to have this involved story. So there are people who did play it and were it's a little Richard disappointed. Morgan. Richard Morgan, who are a little disappointed mm-hmm. about the game. Uh, not that, from what I understand, the story is all there. It's just uh, it's not all. As you're playing it, you have to find computers and stuff like that. Kind of like Dead Space, a lot of its story is told through like audio logs and text files, which is awesome. And Bioshock had that all. Exactly, Bioshock did it very well. I just don't think uh, it's. I just I don't believe Crisis really, uh, Crisis Two really did that super well, or, or put them in 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 some some place where you could find them because it's a, it's more of a it's not an open world, but it's kind of a sandbox. Since, Agree. Yeah. Know, yeah. You know, it's not as linear as a Bioshock or a uh, or a Dead Space where you're going to always happen upon these things. You see, I, yeah, I can side with you on that, I guess. See, what, I mean, but going on your perspective too, I I didn't, I never played went into this game thinking I was going to be, uh, you know, thinking it was going to be a great story. 
Well, one of the things is I'm not. I don't expect it to be like, oh my god, it has to be Mass Effect. Or even when I watch a film, I hate when people's like, people say, oh, it has to be Academy Award winning for you, huh? And I'm like, no, I just want a fucking decent story that just brings me in. That's all I want. <laughs> As me, like, look at Star Wars. Okay, it's not the best story, but you know what brings me in? It's the characters. All right, I, I will admit. Me? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I just want a decent story to engage me while I have this awesome gameplay mechanic with me. And I will admit straight up to the up front that the narrative didn't really draw me in at all. It just, it felt really cold. And I was just like, I'm, 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 I almost feel like I'm playing it just to, you know, almost just review the damn game. Like there's a point. Oh, when was it? I think it might've been a first couple missions. in. I was really, it started getting under my under my skin when I haven't even made contact or reached uh, the scientist uh, Nathan Gould. Is that I think that was his name, and it's just like he's always constantly whining at me. It's like you gotta find me. They're gonna come find me, and it's like no, they're not. Shut up. Stop whining. Leave me alone. Let me play the damn mission. He just keeps whining, and by the time you reach him, I didn't find. Anything that he was talking about was like, like all this is going way over my head, dude. I'm sorry. I mean, I can, I consider myself a, a smart individual, but I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember you saying something about how the voice acting, oh my you god, know, was making you laugh, and and how you're rolling your eyes at some of the the plot and stuff like that. And you know, that's, I think that's expected with Crisis too, a little bit. I, I know, I know what what was promised, but again, it doesn't matter. Like, even though I completely avoided a whole, I, I avoid trailers and stuff like that. Like I've always said, you know, even I'm just like a little bit of me just looks at the front cover of the of the game, and I'm thinking, okay, I know what I'm in for. Because you know, I've played a bunch of games like Gears of War or Halo, or you know, and, and Crisis as well. I mean, I it, it's it's always a nice surprise when it isn't. Probably more so than it is a disappointment than when it is. Well, and you know, I, I think uh, I've got. Uh, Huh? Go ahead. I think I've got to agree with Ben there. Like, I mean, as a sh- as a shooter fan, that that is what I what I go in for is for the gameplay and just to see a lot of stuff blow up and to shoot a lot of it, awesome things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if it has a great story, then awesome. I mean, it's probably gonna you know be uh, one of the better games in that category. You know, that's something that's gonna elevate it. But it's it's not really something that I come in <laughs> expecting. We also have to remember too that uh, games haven't exactly been taken seriously um, by by I would say most in terms of story and stuff like that. There, some some people are still having trouble considering it an art form. You know, I don't know if we can move past that yet or that discussion, but like, you know, for the most part, something like Crisis Two, you know, compared to something like I don't know, that is kind of hoity-toity and and. And has this kind of uh, breadth to it. Uh, I, I'm having trouble thinking of one, but I, I, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, it shouldn't. I don't think they. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think the game makers put it on that pedestal, and I don't think anyone else does. So I mean, and 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 the voice acting. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're gonna get. You're gonna have that because you know it's it's sometimes hard to make that work, especially in a, in a super hype, almost a hyper realistic world like like a like crisis you know? yeah it's not, it's sometimes hard to take these things very seriously and maybe if they I'd had be, more of a I'm of sorry. a borderlands kind of look to it you know it might it might be a little bit different but i'm sorry go ahead yeah i agree no i was just gonna say i know you just finished up the first years of war i'm surprised you weren't laughing at that voice acting 
No, I wasn't because I felt like it was self-aware of what it was. Because to me, those look like all a bunch of character types of a bunch of meatheads. And I, and by looking at the design of the characters who look like a bunch of, I don't know, I guess you would say 80s. Like it kind of reminded me of like the characters from Predator, like a bunch yeah. of much of it's exactly yeah. what it was, yeah. a bunch yeah. of meatheads. But the thing was, the game was self-aware. That's what that's why I enjoyed it so much. It felt like the game was self-aware. It knew what it was. Whereas Crisis, that's a good point. Whereas Crisis yeah. Two, it had this very realistic look to it, and and had kind this, of a crisis, a crisis of identity or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you want, if you. If you want to play, oh it. yeah, I guess I guess it's kind of a <laughs> yeah. See I mean, I mean, I was laughing at the dialogue because I thought it was actually funny the way these characters were interacting with each other. I had a blast playing Gears of War, except yeah, except for the except for the teammate AI. I mean, that was that was a bit frustrating. And I know you're supposed to play with other people, but I will say having an AI teammate, uh, especially when it's two versus two, when it's two on two, that was just like. I don't know. Intelligence wasn't there, but when when it was the whole group, it was like, oh my god, everything's just working so well. But that's we, actually that's that's an interesting perspective that that Gears is more self aware that it's you know yeah, a it stays action, consistent action game. I didn't I didn't really think about it that way. I don't know that I would say it is all the time self aware. Like I think Gears of War does sometimes really try to like. Have some you, some plot. You gotta, elements you gotta get to two SB when they when yeah, they try think, some things that don't quite definitely work. Definitely does does take itself more seriously, doesn't it, Chris? Am I right? It, there's a couple. I mean, I know Ben is, is thinking the exact same level I'm thinking of. There's definitely a point where it tries to do that and it doesn't quite succeed. Right. So right. Uh, we could even you know would be interesting is if we played that we could even break that down too yeah. and just and see exactly how it would work and how it doesn't. I think Crisis Two though you got you know the very serious kind of plots and then some of the funny silly things that happen you're kind of going uh, this doesn't really I can see I could see that argument SB you know where where at some at certain moments you're just like eh, this doesn't really work for me except I've played these games forever and I just know <laughs> that I'm just expecting them you know I'm just I, at this point, I'm I'm picking it up and I'm enjoying the moments, not See, not those moments that you're complaining about, but I'm enjoying the moments obviously that are cool. Like you're just ripping a, you know, a chain gun off, and you're just you pretty much turn into a tank. You turn into the Terminator, or you're a a a, a Chris Lowe Predator. <laughs> you know, you just you just. <laughs> I've branded it. I'm sorry, but yes, you know. It's, oh it's, man, that's, that's how I approached it. And something else I got to say uh, about the subject of you know the expectations and the story and everything is, uh, or, and, and to mention what SD was just talking about, how gears, you know, has one approach and crisis, another approach. I overall, like, I don't think the story succeeds in crisis too, but the question, I mean, I guess I would beg the question, you know, why is it even there? Why try? I, I, my answer would be because you do need some context. It, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel like anything without there being something in the game. You know, yeah, yeah. even if even yeah. if in those cutscenes, not the cutscenes, even if in those moments where you stop controlling the character for a minute and someone's talking to you, even if it's not as effective as like a Half Life Two, it wouldn't. It would have very little meaning to me if there wasn't That's some. That's a good goal. point. You know, it's like even you know most movies, even if the goal is just stop the evil person, that it, you know that's something. And that's that's what we needed in the game, and it's just enough. The, the the story in Streets of Rage isn't important. All I know is I'm trying to save a dude. Yeah. And then I'm and then the rest of it is just slamming mailboxes over people's heads. 
Fuck you. No. But otherwise, it wouldn't mean anything if I didn't know we were trying to save some dude. And then on the go with what Ben was saying about, you know, I go into the game, you know, just expecting to be this badass who can, I can either be a predator or I can be a tank. I don't know how long you guys have all played games. I've played games since as far back as I can remember. And this whole idea of ever going into, this whole idea of going into the game where there is like a narrative is still slightly feels new to me. Like, I agree. Metal Gear Solid did it back in 1998, and I feel like not many games actually successfully did it after that, or really even attempted to do it after that for quite a while. And, um, and let's be honest, Chris, so Metal Gear Solid I'm, is ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm still coming, well, I'm still coming from a like Sonic the Hedgehog perspective of you know this is still a game to me. You were just talking about the argument about art and everything. Is it, these are all still just games to me, and like. I, I could give a shit whether they're art. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I, yep. I there's arguments for it and against it. I, it's just let's just say that games are evolving. There's no doubt about that. I have the, I make the same argument about movies that I think it's weird to expect a story because all they ever used to be were just these experiences that could make you laugh or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the the times of uh, like the Nickelodeons and stuff like that. It was just a guy running. Or a exactly. guy falling down, or there the, was a horse. The train coming towards the screen, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about here with these movies. I mean, they're they're just supposed to evoke, at least at this point. Maybe one day they'll evolve into something different, something that we just haven't thought of before. In this, they'll branch. Kind of they'll branch. They'll branch. Yeah, they'll the branch out. Will, will, these... will, the old thing will exist, and the new thing will exist. They'll coexist. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, just and also um, to kind of go along with what this whole discussion is, also the pedigree. You know, you sit there and you talk about, you know, Half-Life, you know what you're going to get from a Valve game. You know what you're going to get from a Crytek game, just like you know you're gonna, what you're going to get from a Bioware game. And if so, you've played Crytek games before, you know you're not going to get a riveting story. Yeah, yeah. Well, well... Well, not as much as some others. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will admit, this is my first Crytek game, and ultimately it's just like, eh. I think that that, that was just my overall opinion about it. was just, eh. It's Plus, totally fine. The other thing I was saying was, like, you weren't digging the gameplay the way we were. Yeah. So, like, we had that to latch on to. Like, we could ignore what the story wasn't doing well because we were enjoying the gameplay so much, where you have to try and latch on to what you can. If you're not super into the gameplay, you got to try and grab onto something. So... Like I felt like I felt like the gameplay, the majority of it. I'll, I'll just say the majority of it because there are some things I really want to tackle about the, uh, not necessarily the game uh, control mechanics, but the actual AI. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But I felt like at the time I was like, okay, this is doing its part. Now what about the other half? Like what's I felt like to me? I, I'm just used to games, you know, like at least next gen games having you know a decent story or characters to reel me in along with the gameplay i mean that's where i'm coming from can we say specifically like action games adventure games yeah sure because like it it just still makes me feel uncomfortable to talk about story and games because fucking you know there's mario games puzzle (laughs) games there's iphone games there's yeah okay okay yeah (laughs) action adventure games i felt like you know that's like kind of the majority i play and at least what i play now and it's kind of like what I've been, at least with these next-gen games, I felt like I've been brought upon. And coming into this game, it's like, okay, I have the gameplay elements working for me here. 
Now, what about the story? Because I felt like, you know, if there's if they have a story to tell, you know, tell me a story. You know, whether I do, do I like it or not. And I'm, of course, any kind of story is relative to a person. I mean, to their liking. And this one didn't really draw me in at all. It was just like, oh, okay. I'm just I'm going in shooting a bunch of uh, organization folk from Cell, and I have this. I have this one dude who's just constantly pissed off, who just keeps yelling at these soldiers Otacon. to kill. What's that? Otacon. Sorry. Otacon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, then I have these aliens. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. I'm like, I'm like, you look generic looking, but whatever. And they're attacking me. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on in this game? It's like, can somebody please fucking enlighten me? What is going on? And and like. From what I understand about the first one, even if you play the first one, you would still come into this one and be lost. Like, it, it's it's not like a continuation in that uh, you know all the context and everything is there in the first one. And you bring it to the second game; it's 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 new to you, even if you played the first. One. Okay. I don't know if I should it, ask SB or if I should. Especially ask, since uh, you're playing a new character in the franchise. Like, Prophet is a character from the first game. Who you didn't play, but he was on your team. You were another guy, but Alcatraz is new to this game, so you're seeing everything through Alcatraz's eyes. So I mean, if you remember, I mean, if you really think about it, you're you you know as much as Alcatraz knows, and Alcatraz yeah. knows nothing, which I thought actually worked in the game since you did since most people who play two didn't play one because at the time it was a PC only game. That was a really good way to introduce us in the franchise by just playing as a character who is also new. Sure. I thought yeah. it. I mean, I was I was lost. I was really lost a lot of the time, but I always felt like my character was lost, so it didn't really bother me. I'm always lost in Half Life a lot of the time, but it, at least you know Gordon Freeman doesn't really know what's going on either. Oh no, he never does. Well, it it depends because Gordon Freeman is you, like you literally. That's what I'm saying. Before we move yeah. any further, I, I mean, I know you've played it. Uh, I know you've played it, Chris. Uh, have any? No, have, I haven't. Uh, you talking about the first one? No, no, no! I'm talking about Half Life. Has anyone played that series? Yes, I know you have, Chris. You have as well. You played two and episode, all the episodes and stuff. I played I didn't play all Half-Life the episodes. Back. I played Half Life one, two, and like the next two. I think there was one ep- the one final episode of Half Life two. I didn't play. Okay. Oh. Uh, we might have to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then SB, SB, have you give, have given those a try at all? I have played Half Life One, but it's been such a long time since I've played the game. Oh, so you haven't you haven't done two or, or any of those? It does not ring a bell to me. It really doesn't. No. Okay. Yeah, that might be that might have to be a pick. The reason why I ask is because I'm one. Oh yeah, because I mean Half-Life it's a, it's kind of. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, we should. Anyway, um, the reason why I, there's a there's a there's one. The reason why I ask is because Espy. I don't know if I should be asking you or if I should be asking the rest of the other people if um, your uh, experience with this, uh, with this, with the second installment in Crisis, was uh, ha- anyway hampered because of, you know, maybe by this being your first uh, like sh- uh, console shooter, and and maybe that was maybe that had to do with a little bit of your experience. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know it totally you know ruined it or anything like that. I'm not trying right. to set, put it in any sort of light. I'm just saying, do you think it might have had anything to do with the way your outcome came for the game? Uh, I will say that it wasn't just a narrative that bothered me. There are other gaming mechanics that added to a lot of frustration, but 
I wouldn't say overall it didn't hamper my it wouldn't hamper my thoughts on shooters. I mean, I did play Gears of War. I mean, that was even though it's a third person shooter and not a first person shooter, it's still a shooter nonetheless. It's a really good, but that's a really good first entry. So, yes. as, as far as somebody who's just getting into console shooters, yeah, because I'm feeling what Ben's saying that it really you not being super acclimated to console shooters, I really don't think this was a good first experience. Where Gears of War is because Gears of War funnels you through each moment and kind of holds your hand and pulls you along and, 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 and allows you to adjust to how to play the game. Yeah. Where Crisis 2 throws all these options at you and you kind of have to go in there with your kind of your past experiences. And, you know, I don't know how many PC shooters you play too, because I, I mean, if you're just not overall that into like big sandboxy shooters like a Halo or a, or a, I don't even know what other PC, sh- or, you know, or even the first Crisis, then yeah, I, I, can't I really, think of anything. I really think that uh, it is hard to get adjusted to. Like I, I wouldn't put it. I mean, Annie's playing the Uncharted games, but I wouldn't put Crisis in her hands. She would, she would hate it. Because she wouldn't be, she wouldn't know how to play that type of thing. You know, it, it was yeah. hard just getting her to adjust to the Uncharted. And Uncharted can be a really easy game, but she yeah. hadn't done that before. It's yeah. kind of interesting because you sit there and we talk about all the hardships that SP was having, and how well, and not not that it was just oh so awful or anything because he's played games before. But I think that you and I and 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 Josh might have had a like oh man this game this game was pretty good for you know an eleven hour ten hour you know kind of experience where. You know, it, it offers a unique experience that, you know, you can't really get anywhere. You can't really get on any other game other than maybe the first one. But uh, even that is just like the interface aside and all that, it, it still turns it into kind of a, a headache when you're just learning. It, like it'd be it'd be different if we were learning just the Halo controls or we were just doing Call of Duty and shooting and, and it didn't really have anything. Not to say that these don't have nuance, you know, to, to offer these other games. But you know, it's it's easy to say that Crisis Two has a little bit more than your average shooter because of the of the uh, the way you have to take out the AI using the different aspects, you know. And and that's kind of why I think that's why I think it's interesting that it, it makes for an interesting discussion for us because you know we have people that are used to playing console shooters that aren't you know used to playing it, and someone who hasn't played one ever, and we get we all get us all into a room and and we're and we all we have these different. It's kind of cool that we all have these different. Uh, mm-hmm. outcomes and how we felt it's like josh are you a fan of fighting games i have been in the past it's been a long time since i've gotten into one the one that i got into probably the last one i got into was probably virtual fighter 4 believe it or not <laughs> oh okay well that's a very uh very uh hardcore fighter so. it's a technical one but i actually got pretty yeah, good very, very technical no but i was gonna say though there's gonna be a lot of people you know i think we'd all say street fighter 2 is 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 an, is an excellent game it's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. There are, there are people who have never played fighting games before, and you put that in their hand, they're going to be like, I, what? I, I don't like this. Right. And yeah. I think hey, it's just going to be because they're not used to it. And, I mean, and I would say, I mean, full disclosure, as much as I talk about how much I love the Halo games, I used to hate the Halo games. Really? Oh, I'm not going to lie. The first time I played through, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing through the campaign of Halo because I played it with my brother. And uh, finally, by the time I got the three, I'm just like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. And then I finally, I played. I finally, I played ODST, and it finally clicked for me. It finally. Clicked. Wow, I clicked for that what? one. <laughs> ODST was the one that brought you. What you're kidding me? I'm not lying. That is I'm the not... one I like. This like. But you, do you know why though? Do you know why though? Why? It's because back when I played Halo One and Halo Two, 
I didn't play many console shooters. Ah, uh, okay. That so finally I went back and played Halo again, like the uh, the year that uh, Reach came out, and I'm like, and it clicked again. Uh, and I was like, this is why I like this game so much. Like, I mean, I I it was I had played it before and really really liked it, but I played Halo Two and I hadn't played it since back in 2004. I'm like, God, Halo Two is such a damn good game. And it finally hit me is because I was able to just go back and really see what was working with the console shooter aspect of it. And I played so many other console shooters, I was able to bring that back with me. Yeah. Where before you were able it was to appreciate it more. I was able to appreciate it more. It's like watching a movie that you didn't like it the first time, but you liked it later because you can you can come into it with a new appreciation. That's totally what happened with Halo. And I and remember I was and I was telling you Josh earlier that I never really played multiplayer Halo much right. until Reach. And that was because it didn't really click for me until then. That's interesting because I, I mean, I've, I have a much different uh, upbringing on Halo, I guess, because I, I've never I went in Halo two. One just basically like all like a couple of my buddies were like getting pretty good at it, and I'm like, oh, like I want to play too, and I, we just ended up getting really, really good at multiplayer, and then I just jumped into the campaign, and I love that too. So I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. So that's wonderful. And that is the game. That is the game, by the way, that I really learned to pick up the dual analog stick controls of first-person shooters too. So I think it was for all of us, almost. Yeah. You know? hey, actually, believe well, it or not, for me, it was uh, the first Red Faction on PS2. Oh, <laughs> no man. kidding! Yeah, that's yes. good. I know that's that was my first real twin-stick shooter. That was a fun game, though. That was cool. That, that was kind of the first game that brought in that mechanic of being able to uh, destroy the worlds that you were in. But anyway, I, we digress. <laughs> it's not. It's not. A, it's not really a. Uh, it's not. It's not too far fetched for me to proclaim this. It's kind of an easy. Is in fact, it's e- in, in it, It's an easy shot for me to take to say that Crisis Two is probably the best, if not maybe the best, if not the best looking game on the consoles. No. Ooh. No. Not. I don't. Really. Th- <laughs> I don't. You think haven't it's... played Uncharted Three yet, buddy. Okay, well then, what if I said the Xbox 360 then? Um, Gears of War three. I dispute that even. I think Gears of War three. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Right. It is the best realistic looking shooter on the console. I will give you that. <laughs> realistic. Okay. And it, and it does. Well, it does. Yeah, I sh- I sh- it yeah. does blowing up shit really well. As far as like, I mean, how many games take a, well, a city that you know and fuck it up real nice for you, as well as yeah. uh, as well as Crisis two does. Well, I mean, you could talk about the explosions and the and the recreations and stuff like that. You could talk. No, no, about no. I just mean the whole the idea stuff, that you're standing in Wall Street and it and it's a mess. Yeah, no, that's I know. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm saying the, the, great for the re- recreation and stuff like that. Good. Oh, yeah, the no. recreation. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about, and you could say all that stuff about the the textures and whatnot, but it's the lighting that lighting gets is me really good. Nut. I mean, it's it is. It is cascading across. It is so fluid and so wonderful, and the, and it's just blooming everywhere. And the presentation and, overall is really nice. Yeah, and, and, like, and there and, is like, there is always the, a star kind of, show, of a, light, the lighting, the effects, and stuff like that. That is the star of the show here. Did you notice yeah. like the sort of a digital grain that was always on your visor? Like if you look at nighttime, if you looked up to the sky, you would see a digital grain, <laughs> and it was like your visor like gain. The, adjusting to the darkness that's it you mean like the 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 hexagon looking kind of thing you know how you look through it no no you you know how you look through a digital camera and if you turn up the the film speed like you get that grain at nighttime because 
the cameras turned up its its own gain to uh to, to see better in the dark but to do that it's had to make it more grainy your visor does that in the game in the okay, dark yeah all right okay yeah i mean you yeah, you might have to go back you might have to notice it when i was the, when the sewers i always thought it yeah. was like I always thought it was like a uh, like the splash up on my on my visor of the sewer like crap that got on me or something you know. I always thought it was like a little bit of effect there for me splashing around in the sewer. Well, there was that. I I, don't, I noticed it then, but I didn't notice it when it was outside daytime, beautiful kind of area. So yeah, but there was a there was a lot the game does really well, <clears throat> just immersing you in the fact that you're this guy, like a. Did there's, any, a, oh. there's a difference in the sound. I, I spent a lot of time in stealth. There's a big difference. In I the was going to ask you. Is when you're in stealth. Well, I was. I meant to ask you specifically, or and everyone else. Uh, did you guys uh, turn up the volume for this? I uh, always have a really nice uh, surround sound headset on. Headset. Yeah. Okay. I figured. I figured at least you did because I know you had that. But if you guys, if you guys were playing uh, with like medium sound on, that I'm sorry. Because the, the, also, yeah, you missed a wonderful like it, it 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 this game the sound just assaults you like with its audio and it's complemented by a really cool score. It's one of the best I've heard, oh, you yeah. know, in a, game, in a recent game. You know, um, I think I think a lot of it is because uh, there's just so much chaos going on that it's 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 it assaults your senses and you're just thinking, oh, like there's some moments where I just had to kind of like, you know, take a break. And step back and just kind of realize what just happened because there's just so much flying at you. As the game goes on, though, you get used to it, and you know I kind of have to prepare myself physically to sit down and play this game because I'd always play it when I got home from work and there was nobody in the house, and I can just get on the TV and turn on the the, the sound as much as I want and and just you know pretty much blast it and enjoy the enjoy the sound as well because it's 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 really nice. I, I I had I have a surround sound set up that I connect up to my PS3 or Xbox 360, and in fact I have it on for Gears of War uh, 3, and even on, on Gears of War, uh, I will say yeah the sound is definitely one of the biggest highlights because believe it or not I do actually have a favorite set piece in this game, and I it was blowing up the building the detonators in this parking garage. Uh. Yeah. Oh my. Is that, is that the one where there's Marines and Seth fighting against each other? Yes. And you're trying to get through this. You know what that reminded fight? me of? Oh yeah. That What's reminded that? me of Cloverfield. Exactly. Oh yeah. And I and I'll put out there. I love. I love, I enjoyed Cloverfield too. And I will admit that now you mentioned that Ben, it did bring back. And it's starting to flood my memory now. But I really enjoyed the whole fact that I had Marines fighting on my side, and it wasn't just this one-on-one experience. That I had every. I had the humans fighting the aliens, and I was along with the battle too. And that was one of the best sections. Yeah, I agree. And that I felt like that level specifically. I mean, granted, you can choose any method of how you want to approach the level, but I just felt like I utilized every gameplay element quite effectively. Just like came, it, it, it was like one of those really exciting pieces. Like, oh man, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. It just that was one of the game. That was one of the moments that actually brought me in the moment. That really got me really excited. And when I blew up that building, I I had that little geek fact. I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. Like, like the rest of the game really didn't do that for me. It was just this one piece really that really escalated for me. I was like. Oh my god, I don't know what it is, but everything just works so well and it was very chaotic and 
I actually like this. I, I really like that piece the most. And I, I don't remember how far into the game it was, but I, I think after that level was over, I, I actually thought the game was going to end because <laughs> the way the way it's the way it was set up. And this is something I'll bring along. Uh, I'll mention right now. I thought kind of like what Re- Return of the King did. I thought the game was going to end multiple times, and then it didn't, just because the way the set piece was and how yeah, it played out. I think. I think because I heard that from one or two of you guys talking about that, yeah, I, th- I, said I was that. figuring like, oh, it's gonna, yeah, I think you did, yeah. I was thinking, oh man, it's gonna be one of those kind of endings. And then when I got to it, I really, I didn't agree. I didn't think so. I, maybe it's because I was expecting it to happen. I'm like, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And then when it finally did end, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, because I've, I've also another thing is um, at certain points I would look up how many chapters were I was in. You know what I mean? Like I would actually. When I got about halfway through the game, I wanted to see how far I was because we were talking about scheduling and stuff. I, I ended up looking at a at a not a, a FAQ, but I'd look at like I just type in you know Crisis Two mission list or something like that, and it would bring up. See, you know, I I didn't do missions that. and stuff. I didn't do that at all. And when I was just playing the game, well, when did you think it ended? Oh, when were you thinking it was just, ended? That would have been like a halfway point, the point you were just at. I think the the when I finally had encountered a couple multiple time endings i think it was when i, I think was it times square when was times square Ah, uh, yeah okay and when you get when you get into the chop and you're escaping and then you <laughs> step down yeah and then you step down and you have to go inside the big stock or whatever yeah i was like you okay. talking about union square was it union square no 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 times square times square is when it when everything powers out there's no more power going on and all these uh Lights are smashed and stuff like that, and you have to pretty much just hold the line until the choppers get there. Yeah, and then oh, and okay, then when, yeah. they, when they finally do, uh, you step down and there's a stock that comes up and you have it's just you that jumps in it. Yeah, that's like that was <laughs> that when I was like officially thinking, okay, this is where the game ends. It's really hectic. You're holding the line, you're fighting for your life, and it's like okay, this this is totally the end of the game. I could see it being the end of the game. And when it didn't end, I was just like, I kind of like threw myself back in my bed. I was like, oh my god, it's not over. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I think overall, I think I guess I would say I was just overwhelmed by the action and underwhelmed by the you know narrative. And I think that's why it kind of like stressed me out. It's just like, come on. She's like, really? It's dragging you on probably- again. It's, no, knowing knowing your gaming habits too, you probably haven't had much uh, uh, experience with this type of AI, this type of gaming AI. And when it was working really well, I thought it was pretty AI? clever. What's that, Chris? I was that, oh, you mean bad AI? No, <laughs> I thought it, I, in, in my experience in the game, I thought it worked really well and, it, until it, it was when it worked, it worked very well. Yes, and then when and then a lot of times it's about fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean. Oh, well, the reason the reason why I say that is because you're able to use the the reason why I say the AI was eh, is because sometimes I kind of felt like at certain moments I was using the wrong uh, suit powers. And and I thought it was my fault that the, that the AI was was being stupid. And, and I was I thought it was me that was performing it wrong when I found out that, no, it shouldn't be because the AI, the AI shouldn't be acting this way. I should be I should be pulling off these these awesome stealth tricks or these awesome action strength tricks or whatever, but it turns out that at certain moments and I I can't think of any in particular right now off the top of my head. It was it was mostly when it when it when the suit would say tactical options 
uh, you know, available. available. And then you would able you would be able to choose like stealth, or you choose to be able to ambush or whatever. And uh, I'm trying to sneak my way to the one of those yellow points, you know, and get there, you know, without anyone either without anyone noticing me, or I'm just taking people out or whatever. And then like something would be something there would there would it would never turn out the way I wanted it to. You know, it'd always be like, oh, I messed up. I might as well just shoot my way out, you know. And it felt kind of like, oh, like, that, that's kind of dumb. But, you know, it never felt it never felt like it was just game-breaking, you know. It's just like, oh, well, your plan didn't go as, as you planned. Just naturally go through it, you know. And, I would, and I, I would and, say and, the AI I never, like, got in the way of me trying to do what I wanted to do. No. No. Well, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, All I was saying about the AI is there is a... Uh, I, I, well, I mean, the human AI I thought was pretty fun to play. Though there were times when I did kill people and it seemed like somebody should have known. Oh, that, yeah. That, we made, like, just, too much noise or something. Yeah, that, that's just an open world thing. I mean, that can be hard to fix. Overall, I actually didn't think the Seth were very fun to fight. Because it was kind of one type of Seth. Seth. Well, and then they would just kind of charge you. Yeah, you they kind of they did they this would... kind of weird alien thing, and then as soon as they saw you, they kind of came at you. And they look yeah. like beasts, and they and they yeah. They, I agree. I, I didn't think the Seth was really well thought out, but it, when they did have those, you know, when you're in the train station and it, and this huge robot Seth comes busting through the window, and you have to take oh, him out. Yeah, that was those smart. things are those things are super cool, and it was a fun. It was a kind of a fun little thing, but those those Seth were fine, but just the the regular one hundred. Uh, 100 they, they're worth 100 whatever they're called nano something nano sites yeah. or something yeah. uh just the standard nano, guys nano cattle. The little squid the squiddies i guess they just they were they weren't really yeah but I, those are just cannon fodder anyway so they I were thought, they were there to collect experience i thought the ai was consistently annoying annoying uh, in that they would kill you efficiently or no not not efficiently no 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 there were several times where I was looking around trying to figure out who the fuck was shooting me, and I'm talking about close range. I actually had one of the AI actually disappear and shoot me. I don't know what it was, but when I died, the guy reappeared. I'm like, well, you're just a human character. How the fuck? Do you have self? Do you have self? I agree. No. Yeah, no, I agree because – well, uh, uh, unless you're talking about the end of the game. No, no, I'm not talking about that. That that was understandable because I saw okay. my own eyes. Oh. I agree. I, I had a I had a, a section of the game where my gun was was gone. It was I could I could see my hands holding something, but my gun was like not there. Yeah, there were some definite. There was some glitches there, but yeah, I mean, I'll admit, I'll admit, yeah, there's a few things like that. But were you not were you not using your powers at all? Were you just going in and shooting? Because like, oh no, point, I would use my I loved using my powers. I absolutely loved yeah. it. But at times, I was just like. How the fuck do I get around these guys? And when I do take someone out, it's just – I don't know. When you said someone wasn't responding, uh, I think it was you, Chris, or Ben. Huh? Uh, when he, I was like I had the opposite reaction because every time I took somebody out, they would try to radio them and just like, oh, how come he's not responding? Let's go find him. And it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And here we go again. Well, that was the, that was just good team tactics in AI. Yeah, you, you couldn't just in Metal Gear Solid – like in Metal Gear Solid, just take somebody down and – that was it. Like you had to get it. Even if you took him down, you had to get out of there because they'd radio, get radio, and make sure the guy was still there on his patrol. Right. And there's and most times. And th- but that was also S. But you could use that to your advantage. You could lay traps. Like as soon as you find C4, like you could plant C4 next to the dead body, and when they come and investigate, boom, explode them. And I didn't have C4 at the time. This was like early on in the game, and I never toss a grenade from off in the distance using your stealth or. Uh, 
I don't remember having any at all. Grenades? Oh, you had, you had to double tap Y to huh? get them. I don't, that, was one, I don't, that was one thing that I thought sucked about the controls was getting to the grenades. Like that that part when I first realized you had to double tap Y, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. that's not cool. And, and anymore, we're not trained. I mean, that's kind of one of those things you probably had to open the book. And we're, we don't, we're not trained. We're trained not to look at the book anymore because the game's supposed to teach you everything. Yeah, exactly. And it... You know, and that's like a Halo thing for me because you just think of how integral grenades are um, in, in yeah. Halo's gameplay. Yeah. It, you know, it's right. <laughs> it took me forever. And when it's like hidden like this in a first-person shooter, it just is like, uh, that's a little jarring. But eh. did anybody no, hate took, the checkpoints? It took me forever. Anybody what? I never had. The I never had a problem. The checkpoints. I hated the checkpoint system in this game. Yeah, I I did. I got a little bit annoyed at some of the, especially towards the latter part of the game, where it did seem like I went through uh, hell and high water to try and get to, uh, you know, the next part of the game. And I thought for sure it would have saved in the middle of the firefight, but nope, I had to go all the way back. It was like a 15-minute battle, and I had to go all the way back to the beginning. So it's... Now, SP, you were saying that you were having trouble getting around guys at times. Like, what do you mean by that? Oh god. Like you like you literally couldn't like you couldn't get past them? Like you couldn't sneak past them? No, I, I couldn't sneak past them not because I was an apt. Like I was looking at my options to sneak around, especially on the bridge. I think that was on the bridge uh, FDR? I think yeah, I think it was the bridge oh. where it's like, okay, I wanna sneak my way around these guys and it's like, Well, where the hell do I go to sneak around? Because they pretty much are covering any op- every option that I can think of to sneak around, and if I get too close, they see me and they start blasting me. And it's now, like, is this before or after the bridge collapse? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Are you talking about after the bridge collapses, where there's those huge, uh, where there's those? a huge like dust cloud for a while. No, it's not the dust cloud. I think it was prior to that. It must have been prior to I that. Know what you're, okay, now I know what you're talking about. See, SP, that, I think this kind of goes along with what maybe Ben was saying because. I played that on hard, and I actually had no problem sneaking past people and avoiding fighting them at all if I didn't want to. See, I... I like, it, I consistent... I like, I would stop and try and fight things just because I wanted to have fun and fight things, but I, I very consistently could just sneak past enemies if I wanted to. I mean, at that point, I didn't feel like there... I, I wasn't seeing... Could I, like, jump down off the bridge and just go under them? Before I mean, each scenario, did you take time to like pull out your visor and like tag everybody and stuff like that? Oh, I did tag everybody. Oh, I made that was like one of my number one priorities was to tag somebody and see their uh, patterns. And the thing is, their patterns were inconsistent because sometimes I, I wouldn't say, would say most sometimes I would actually say most of the time they would actually walk in place or run into something just constantly running. <coughs> I had one dude side sprints running back and forth as if he was on the fucking football team getting prepping for an exercise. I'm like, what is he doing? He's just kind of <laughs> running back and forth. And I'm like, what is this? It's like, I, was I just... saw glitches like that. I don't think I saw them nearly as often as you did. Though. Oh, I had so many in my game <laughs> experience. I... You, was your game installed on your hard drive? No, 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 no. It was just disc. I, I, <laughs> It was just one of those things. I'm trying to predict a pattern to kind of get an understanding of like what I've been trained in the past. Kind of like with Deus Ex, each character has a certain pattern, uh, how long they take going from point A to point B and back and forth. And I could not, for the life of me, nail like nail a pattern down on these guys because it would just constantly screw up. I mean, I had two guys stuck together running in place, and it was just like, 
well, I guess you just made my life easier. I guess I could, you know, stealth my way around, but that wasn't, I guess, part of the game plan because you're you're just stuck there. It's just, it's just one of those things. It took me out of the game. It's like, oh, I'm playing a video game. I'm not immersed in this experience. It's like it wasn't something that you kind of laugh at and chuckle because the AI has been consistently good throughout the game. It was something that was just like I was just shaking my head, sighing, like, oh, my God, really? Did anybody really test this game before they released it? Do you guys have that? I had it. I'm not sure about you guys, but I had that experience. Um, I had some glitches, but nothing that detrimental to my yeah, gameplay. It really bothered me a lot. It really did. That was something I was just like, nope. This is just this is just dumb. Who the hell? Yeah. It really caused a lot of frustration, too. Amongst on well, top of other things, too. But it wasn't just that. We kind of had a... I mean, uh, Crytek, I think... It, they deliver more, I think, in this game than they have in their previous ones. And so, like, you know, I'm not trying to give them a free pass or anything like that, but if there is something that happened to you like that in terms of glitches and stuff, I'm not surprised. It's it's just... Oh, I'm it's just these, they, Crytek just makes these huge games, and they just make, you know, the biggest immersive environments, and they expect you to, you know, play play this entire game, this battlefield, as a as a as your own sandbox to just like now I want this to happen and then I'm gonna make this explode and it's, you know Crytek's always done that ever since I think Far Cry. Yeah. And, and I'm not gonna lie, Far Cry One when I played it, it, it did have a lot of those problems. Yeah, and a lot of game breaking ones where you could really count on a certain glitch to happen in order to win. You know, whether it was getting a boss stuck in like a, a section of the map or something like that. Like, yeah. let's say you know you would get a boss stuck in you know a corner of the map and you're just sitting there blasting away at it and you're like ha ha ha. You know, I felt that way a little yeah. bit sometimes. Or or you or uh, you could be like on an island and like be looking across and uh, you wouldn't see enemies, but they sure as hell would see you before they saw. Before you saw them. Oh god, yeah. And they'd be like a that. kilometer away. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no way you could, and the, and the game does not equip you with anything at that point in order to take them out. But of course, they're equipped to see you and take you out. So it was just, yeah. it's, it's bananas. But where, that... where? So I mean, I guess, I guess in that regard, like having had that experience in the past, <coughs> because this game does it a lot better. Maybe I was being super forgiving in that way. <laughs> it definitely wasn't forgiving. Sorry, not, mean, to, be, not I, to be rude. I, mean, I, I wasn't forgiving. I mean, I was any bugs like that. I was maybe I was forgiving them because it's so much better than what they've had in the past. Oh, you know what I, I, mean? I, I, I can understand. I can understand that from your perspective, but someone coming from me, who's you know, this is my first Crytek game. This was my first shooter on a console. To me, I don't find that very forgiving. That's what I want people to understand. This is. A whole new experience for me and i'm being this is being thrown at me and and this is what i'm supposed to expect from you know shooters in the future and it's like really i i god i hope not because this wasn't the best experience ever i'll be I, uh, i'll be quite I'm honest someone with, middle, i'm no, someone in the middle no. i think because i'm i don't forgive that you know when i when i because something like halo that would never really happen i don't think i've ever seen a glitch that was really um quite as jarring in Halo, as I as I did in, in this game, because I did have some weird ones where like the enemies were like just they got caught like somewhere in the environment and were just like running around in circles, or they were like tried to jump on top of something and like got stuck and just like stood there and some weird stuff like that. 
So, you know, that, that's probably a byproduct, like Chris, you were saying, that just it's just such a big game. And, you know, it's probably a byproduct of being just more of a sandbox-style shooter than Halo is. But that being said, I think Halo and, and other first-person shooters are a lot more polished. So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. You know, it didn't completely, like, ruin my experience by any means. And, like, um, you know, I still had fun with it, but I can see where, where SB is coming from. Talking about this game compared to, I mean, I don't want to compare it directly, but it does some things that other games do, like the sandbox, like Halo does the sandbox. Um, the controls were very Call of Duty. I will say, like, um, it does the sandbox pretty damn well. I mean... It, it, it gives you more options than a Halo, but a Halo is not sitting there trying to give you options. You, it just really just gives you different points of, of entry. Where right. this pulls a, really pulls off, allowing you to, uh, to be stealthy or to be that armor guy or do what I consensually did, which was uh, combine the two. Like I said, I'm I'm like a predator in that in that I I slowly uh, <laughs> I slowly I slowly pick them off, like you know one at a time. And then when it comes down to just few, then I might run up when they're not looking, grab that machine gun, and throw on my armor and just and tank them real fast. You are absolutely right. You know, it pushes you in a way. Hey, you don't get that in Halo. You don't get that in Call of Duty. You are pushed in a certain way that no other shooter is able to push you, and that's why I think Crisis 2 works. Which is that's what why keeps I'm, me I'm playing very much it. enjoying yeah, it keeps you playing it and stuff like that. Whereas, because you know, you different. sit there and you can be Mr. Predator. I could be Mr. Terminator and just go in and blah, 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 blah. You know, you're <laughs> using a lot of the stealth the stealth uh, uh, things. And I'm you actually point your points into enhancing whichever you want first. Yeah, and I was totally putting all my stuff into my armor so I could just go in as a tank. Or I would take – I don't know if any of you guys did this. This was the, the best thing ever oh. is I took a regular car, took C4 and attached it to it. And then I would kick the car towards the guys, and then go beep, beep poof, and it would blow up everybody. Is that the C four? I beat some of those big ass tanks stuff like that a couple times. Yeah, that is the one of the best. When that when you can pull that off, and you get you get by the end of the game to the point where you're able to just kind of you learn the controls well enough to where uh-huh. you can just take cars and just toss them. And it's great when you really... can do that, and it's not a scripted moment too. Yes, yes, like they just, just they they. They keep the cars there, and you can take cover behind them. But also remember, you can use them as weapons, and that's that's a really that's a really great moment. And and you can't because because of the lack of these powers, you can't get that in any other game. That's why I think uh, a lot of the times, if 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 there is any other uh, ill will towards Crisis Two, it's because you know maybe they're not utilizing this, the. The, the, all of the they're not I mean they might be obviously at certain points you have to use the powers but there are moments where actually I don't know if you if you have to use them I can't think of any, any I think it was only when you were being introduced like kind of like the armor yeah. it's like it was just yeah. something it was just something to show it off like what it can do and that I mean that was understandable that's pretty cool so that was like the only scripted moment like one of the few scripted moments just to get you acclimated to the gameplay and just to demonstrate right. what it can do, and I, you know, I was appre- I was appreciative because I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm know. not saying that this is a, a better game than Deus Ex, but I think giving us maybe a few set maneuvers like this, like you can definitely do the the uh, the stealth, or this this you can definitely just have the regular stealth in order to be, you know, the predator you want to be. Or just giving you one one button to be the strength and having all the armor you want and be the Terminator you want to be. Yeah. Um, that might be a little bit more cooler and streamlined than a Deus Ex. Or it would appeal to me at least, I think. I, I guess I shouldn't generalize that way. I should just generalize for myself and say that, you know, 
if I ever wanted to, I could it's, be. It's it's I easier could to, to to grab or pick up. Yes. Where Deus Ex has more of a learning curve as far as trying to combine or or, or figure out, you know, how do you want to use your powers? It takes you longer in Deus Ex to really grasp that. Where this, you immediately have your powers. Um, you're all you're very powerful at the beginning of the game, and you just get more and more power. Which is something else I really like about the game, and that other games which give you powers make you wait a long time to get really powerful, or they try and restrict you a lot. For this game, it really encourages using the powers all the time. Kind of like uh, uh, the first Max Payne was really restrictive in how it tries to have you use uh, bullet time, but Max Payne 2 rewards you for using the bullet time, yes. and it was better for it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, d- does anyone else remember that? Because I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, I think so. Okay. Like, like in the it's... first... First Max Payne, like you shoot dodge and it would drain some of your bar. Where two, you could shoot dodge all the time and it wouldn't drain your bar. Or if you just pressed a uh, bullet time and just start running in slow motion, the more dudes you killed, the more slow it would become, and you would reload faster. It just really encouraged it. Where one, I feel like I've sparingly ever used standard bullet time, and, and I didn't shoot dodge very much because uh, I would often just get shot once I laid. When, when I was trying to get up, where two you could just lay there prone and keep shooting. Too. But no, I, I, it's, oh. it's just I, I think I would imagine that Crisis Two probably uh, pulls it off better than one, and that since one was a little harder to use your powers, it was probably a little restrictive in that regard. Where two, you just like you said, you just got the button, you just press it, and uh, and then it takes a few seconds to recharge. Yeah, I haven't. I've never finished the first one, but I've definitely played it. And I will say, uh, I'm I'm told this is completely correct. Um, the recharge of the of the of the energy power of, for you to use your powers um, that does recharge way faster. That was oh, one it was of the slower I, the first one. It was so much slower. Yeah, oh. I remember having to take cover for so long. Wait, just wait, and that was the that was kind of the 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 downfall of that game a little bit was was the way you used your powers, and it was cool that there were powers just in general in the first one. That was just the cool thing about it. I didn't know any better. But now that I played the second one, I would never want to go back to that first one knowing what I know about the second one. Just so how, the first you know, one, you kind, of felt like, you kind of felt like you were a guy who had cool powers. You had There's one energy bar you could, you for all use, these powers. You could use, you know, the first one, you, you were a guy who you had some cool powers that you could use, where two, you are a super being. Yes, exactly. Like, you and, know. It, and, and uh, it took just, I felt like it took just long enough to recharge your bar to the point where, like, I didn't, I wasn't Superman, but I was pretty damn powerful. Like, I, but I was never, I never felt I was overpowered. Like, fucking, you could still never just run in there and just start shooting dudes. You would die. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, there were times yeah. when if I if I messed up and I always felt like it was my fault, if I didn't have on my armor or anything, one guy could kill me fast. Yeah. And I really liked that in the game. What did you guys think about the weapons in this game? Because I found, I, I, I kind of would have liked to have seen um, a little bit more variety, personally. I would have, too. Same here. I found myself using, like, the same two guns the pretty same much gun. at all yeah. times. Yep. Yep. Uh, was it the, uh, like, the scar and the... Yep. And I, I would always, star I always put with, the stealth yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my and, gripes, I would say. Yeah, there would I be agree. a couple segments where I might pick up, like, light machine gun, and I always picked up the sniper rifle when I found it. Yeah, yeah. same here. Now, the second time, yeah. 
I adapted something a little different. I still have that scar, but instead of the shotgun, which before I had a stealth shotgun, this time yeah. I have a stealth. They call it something else. They call it the hammer. It's really like a desert eagle. That's kind of what I'm rocking. Most oh, of yeah. I've seen the that. second playthrough. Hmm. Um, I, I, just to bring it back to uh, a gripe or a stumbling point for a crisis, uh, you guys said something about the checkpoint system. Did everyone have that kind of problem? Except I did. me? <laughs> I really didn't? did. No, because I, I usually did feel like when I died, it was my fault. So what? What like for the other two? Was it just unforgiving, or was it just? Uh... I just felt like I put a lot of work into, you know, taking out all these guys, and I felt like when it was still calm, I would have felt like, okay, here's a good point. Have this is a good, this is a good solid area to have a checkpoint because that was a lot of work involved. You know, it, whether if it was just going stealth or whether if you wanted just to be a flat out tank. Either way, I felt like it was a lot of work, and then and it was easily you can get killed. And I think especially along that bridge area, I, I, it's always back to that bridge. That was like the, one of my biggest things. Is like this, this need there needs to be a checkpoint right here. Yeah. That, that was no, really well, hard. The, I think the hard thing with the design of this game is that you have such a free thinking strategy that you're able to go wherever you want to go in the in this big sandbox world it might be harder for the game to kind of think okay this is where we should usually when you round a corner or when you hit a certain mark on the battlefield or something like that that's when it saves or right after an encounter it saves um would it might have been better if maybe and this is kind of a leading question but might have been better if you were able to you know have a a self quick save or something like that maybe if you had some sort of kind of kind of like a pc kind of thing it's kind of funny when you mention that because i was just saying to myself and this is why i like pc i love those fucking quick saves man those quick saves are a lifesaver i have never appreciated a quick save so much in my life after playing this game I don't know. I didn't feel like the game was so big that they couldn't have thought out the checkpoint system a little bit better. Like, I really didn't feel like it was so mad. Like, it was a Grand Theft Auto scale where it was like, all right, you know, you could be anywhere in this environment. Maybe it was, you know, I mean, yeah, you could come at it from a, uh, several different angles and stuff, but I, I think they probably could have nailed it a little bit better. I, I would so. say that I do, in this game, appreciate checkpoints over autosaves. I like autosaves, I'm not going to lie, SB, whenever I have it. I will use it until I abuse it, <laughs> and uh, and that's exactly why. Like it's always when a game doesn't have quick saves, very often I think it's a design choice. It's, it's a way to get you to keep playing the game, because very often if I have a quick save, I will reload a segment until into perfection. Like I will if I'm in a sequence and there's a combat sequence and I have quick save, I might quick save in the middle of that combat. And if I get even a little bit of my health bar like depleted, I might reload. And then a quick se- and then a segment that would probably take a Ben Teed like thirty seconds to get through. And, and he's just like, fuck it, you know, I lost most of my health bar, but there's health packs <laughs> there. I if I couldn't get through that without like, you know, Chris my health bar so being well. affected a little bit, I might spend ten, fifteen minutes on that sequence. Which you know, I mean because I'm very meticulous in how I play. So when a game forces me to just play, I actually appreciate it, and I can enjoy the game better sometimes. Well, because I, I know I have spoiled my experience by with with quick saves before in the past. Well, I, also, in comparison, I, you know, when I was playing Gears of War, the checkpoint system in that game, I loved it. It's like, yes, this it, it, it hit like every beat where a checkpoint should occur. I was like, yes, this is exactly... If I were to quick save... This is me hypothetically. If I were to quick save, 
it would be at this point. It never failed me. For for whatever reason, I felt like I was on the same wavelength with this game and how where when and where I should save the game. And well, that's because it, the game has one wavelength. You're you're on a train ride. I mean, I felt like I was like these checkpoints throughout the whole game never bothered me once in Gears of War. In Crisis Two, I was angry. No. <laughs> well, and no, for, the- for me, it goes back to being a good, being good at game. Like I never felt like I was so bad that I kept replaying the same part. And that's an, that, and that and that's just on top of AI glitches too. So you have, I I felt like I had checkpoints that didn't really entice me, and then I had a lot of glitches with the AI that just really irked me. What are you going to say, Josh? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, for the record, you know, Ben was talking about how different of, a, of an approach this game takes, uh, being a sandbox game versus a game like Call of Duty or or Halo, where you're more <clears throat> you're more on a streamlined path. Which one do you guys gravitate towards? Because personally, I gravitate more towards the Halo and Call of Duty side, I, I would have to say. I th- and I think it's because uh-huh. it just allows the developer to really throw so much more at me that they know I'm going to experience kind of in a, in a cinematic way. You know, it's almost like a, a movie that I'm playing. And not to say that this that a game like this doesn't do that. I don't think that this game really suffered too, too much of the sandbox syndrome, I guess, that I would normally... Uh, brand uh, sort of a, an open world game with where there's just you too know much like, like in Morrowind where you're given too much freedom in my in my personal opinion where you can just yeah. like walk somewhere ridiculous and like I don't know whatever you do let me chickens and stuff in that game but <laughs> well I'll tell you I'll tell you this Josh because I think just to answer your question which one do I kind of gravitate towards um, I've played so many of those linear shooters, and they're not bad. They're good. And there are scripted moments where I'm watching FDR drive fall to pieces and break up right in the middle as the, it right. falls into debris. And I'm seeing you know, ships fly by, and I have to hit Y to look. And there are, there are scripted moments. There are, it's a very, it's a very uh, wide hallway that we have to walk down compared to the, maybe the narrower hallway that Halo or Call of Duty gives yeah. us. But let's, let me just put it this way. At this point in time... After having played so many of them, here in, tw- in 2012, I'll just say, I'm glad that a game like Crisis 2 exists because it gives me something different. Because I'm gonna, in in the long run, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Crisis 2 right up there with Call of Duty and Halo because to me they're they're pretty really? much the same. Back, back uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm pr- I probably would say you know this I is completely just completely agree with you. They're going to fit right in the halls of, of really? the shooter genre. And stuff. Oh, yeah. But I'm kind of glad that it exists. And I would I would actually say at this point in time right now, I would actually prefer more freedom and more uh, stuff like this in my games because it allows for more experimentation. It allows for more um, more ideas and stuff like that. Whether, you know, and I'm not saying that, I, that I'm completely crapping on the whole, you know, uh, cinematic movie uh, movie ride that Call of Duties are. I'm not trying to make it sound like I, I hate them because of course right. I'm going to play every damn one of them. But <laughs> at this point in time, I'm glad that this 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 exists and that we're and that we're able to experience something like this and especially talk about it. I mean, I I would give it a, a higher score because of that because of it's just it's allowing for so much. For as good as it looks, it's allowing us to do a lot. For what for what we're able to, to to pull off in this game, and and to have it and and to have that that wonderful uh, sound and 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 sight to see all these things happen. So I I guess I would go on the side of I'd I'd rather play a game like Crisis Two at this point, in, in the, at this point in time, you know. I'm going to respond to that, and I want to say I agree with you, Ben, and and I think Josh, you're getting a little confused there. But when he's saying he would actually throw Crisis Two 
a little bit in the same camp. And the way I, the reason why I would uh, defend that position as well is because uh, I, I do, I would actually still consider Halo a sandbox game. What I consider a sandbox is uh, different than open world, where Grand Theft Auto is an open world, and that you can go anywhere in the environment at any time. Right. Crisis 2, you have openness, but once you pass an area, you can't really go back. And Call of Duty, you, it's really just about what Ben was just saying about how tight that hallway is. Call of Duty, you're walking down a one. You're not literally in a hallway, but the game, the the environment, what they've laid out, literally what they're probably looking at in Maya, it looks like a hallway. And I'm not saying that's bad. What I'm saying is there's kind of one way to do things in Call of Duty. It's going to happen the same way every time for the most part. You're going to go down. You're going to go into the stock exchange. You're going to shoot these guys. They're going to come out of this room and then they're going to come out of the other room, and then you're going to be up on the catwalk, and then that catwalk is going to collapse, and you're going to fall with it. Sure. Where Halo, I might run over and grab the fuel rod gun and fight, shoot these guys, or these guys might be on the beach. You know, like, my allies might be on the beach fighting dudes while I'm back sniping. And in the same scenario, I might be on the beach with them. And you don't really have those options in Call of Duty. Crisis 2 does, I think very well what halo does as well and that i would call that a sandbox experience it was it was exactly what ben was saying where i felt like i hadn't played something like this in a while and there was a certain point in crisis 2 where i said to myself god this feels like halo to me and that i had this kind of big area and i could i could go this way i could go that way i'm gonna end up the same in the same going down the same path either way but i could take a different you know corner to get there and i could stand here and use this gun i could go over here I hadn't really felt that in a while. I, I felt like that was something that's very unique to Halo as far as shooters on console. I felt like so many shooters are the tight corridor Call of Duty. So I was happy to play a game that reminded me of Halo in that way because I felt like I had played something like Halo in a while since Halo. I, Not that yeah, I, I get where you're like coming Halo. from. I, I definitely get where you're coming from there. It, as a game, Halo is much more polished to me. Much more polished to me than Crisis 2, though. I mean, oh yes, I would much more agree polished. with that. I would definitely agree with that. The so, the, the AI in, in what way? Are you talking about AI? In oh, AI, yeah. in yeah, shooting. you're right. You know, yeah, you're yeah. right in terms of in terms of that. I think I think you're right. I you know that when you, when you see like the enemies running around in circles and doing their silly, you know, silly things. You know, it's it gets real. Uh, it takes me out of the experience. It's like distracting. Yeah. Where in Halo, yeah. there, there are dumb enemies, but I never, ever feel like... They're not all dumb, but if they're dumb, I never, ever feel like it's that was just supposed to happen. You know, right. grunts are running at me because he, with two grenades because he's scared and he's by himself now. Or they're running away from me because I'm a fucking Spartan, you know. <laughs> in a, where elites... I, I'm not seeing AI as sophisticated as elites. The elites in Halo reach, I think, in any other game, like... Elites yeah. behave more intelligently than human players to the point where, like, you and me, Ben, could be playing. We could be fighting one elite on legendary, and we might go both go down. Where in multiplayer, if we both attack one guy, we're prob- probably one of us is going to die and the other one's going to finish him off. At, you know, if either of us die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Where I, I never felt like, I, I can never feel like, I never feel like one human in this game. Of course, I'm more powerful. You know, there are no enemies who are about as powerful as you. You're usually always the most powerful, except when you got big-ass Seth. But um, I, I never, just going what you're saying, Josh, I would say those aspects, you know, gameplay and the AI, I would say, 
or not necessarily the gameplay, but I would say AI is way more polished in Halo. It kind of makes combat more fun for me in Halo. I fun, combat in Crisis Two is really really fun for me, but it's fun because I get to dick around. Not fun in that I feel the enemies. It's fun because I get to dig around with powers. Where Halo is fun because I'm finding smart AI and I feel like I'm winning because I'm good. Where Crisis right. Two, I don't necessarily feel like I'm good as much as I just I'm a kid with these toys and I get to play with them. Did anyone give a multiplayer a try at all? I have not. I, I, I tried it. it. I didn't, is I, it still going on? Are people are people still going strong oh, on there? Last year, I'm not sure. I read online. I, I read this actually when the game first launched that um, there is a lot of balancing issues with the powers and with the weapons, and for that reason, yeah. it wasn't really holding much of a player base. I bet there's like a real you know loyal base probably very small still playing but other there, than that I'm sure there might be there might be i had heard that the sniper rifle is really overpowerful and like you know the invisibility is like way too invisible yeah I don't, <laughs> to, be, to be honest to be honest it, i think it's another case of and i i'm sorry if if anyone out there has worked on this multiplayer part of the game but it really sometimes that I I picked up Crisis Two not for the multiplayer experience. I, I mean, oh no, me either. I, th- I, th- I think I think it's they try to prolong the life of the game. I think that's true with a lot of multiplayer uh, components for for single player experiences. So. I mean, they had a they had a multiplayer for Bioshock Two, and I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I, I was the same thing. It's just there. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. What you just said, Ben. I was just like, I'm here for the campaign. That's all I. Re- I'm interested in what it has to offer me in terms of narrative and gameplay, obviously. And so, which which is unique when you think about it compared to a game like Call of Duty or Halo, where a lot of people just pick those games up primarily for the multiplayer. It's an inverse, yeah. and then you know maybe I'll get to the campaign later. I have a friend who literally has like purchased every Call of Duty game and has still never played the campaign of any of them. <laughs> Doesn't need he's to. like he's yeah. like I don't play the campaign unless like my internet goes out or unless like you know I just no one's on or something like that and I'm like wow okay well, that's, <laughs> that's that's his prerogative that's 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 cool. back in the, back I'll tell you what if you've ever played the, the campaign of, huh? Sorry. Well, you, I was just gonna say if you've ever played through those campaigns especially the most recent ones it blows me away that he hasn't just taken like ten hours to play through the campaign because they're amazing they don't take long either. And they don't, and they're such they, a they ride. Do, I mean, it's not such overstay a their welcome. Speaking of the the gameplay, what uh, I think, what was it? Uh, the ending. Did you guys ever felt like the uh, the final villains, the final Seth you fought were? I, I I guess I would say almost anticlimactic. I felt like when I got when I got to the end, and I was fighting those invisible Seth or the Seth that can go stealth, and that were a lot more powerful than the other Seth. When I beat them, I was like, okay. Because I got a lot of those nano, what is it, nano, po- I'll just say nano points. I got a lot nano of catalysts. nano catalysts. I got a, a shit, <sighs> shit ton of nano catalysts. And I was thinking, oh man, why am I getting a lot of these nano catalysts at the very end of the game? Is there going to be a boss? Is it trying to prepare me for a final boss battle? Because that's that, 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 so happy there were no bosses. That, that was something that was going through my head. And when the game ended, I was like, well, then why the hell did I get all these points for it? It's like, New game plus. It probably. That's exactly. Well, I was going to ask uh, Chris about that. How is the new game plus? It. Uh, I, I mean, mean is, is it a there, cool feature? There are, or is game, it, there are games when it's a better feature. Like we're, our, what we're going to review next. I'm actually really looking forward to because, from what I've heard, it is really good. New game plus. 
But this one, really, it's only worth it for just playing on a harder difficulty. And then instead of having to wait to upgrade your powers, you already have them. So it had been, it was very fun playing this time on hard, where first time it probably would have been a pain in the ass, where uh, this time it's just it's a good challenge, and uh, I have all my powers. But it w- it didn't necessarily make it any more interesting. I already have my powers, I just didn't have to wait. I don't know if that's a gameplay thing, SP. I think it's just, I think uh, it's more of like a, it's part of the presentation where it, it didn't present you with a very climactic ending, where all you had to do was walk through a giant portal. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, it, I, uh, it, there was all the there was like a stair step all the way up to this giant maw that you had to walk through, and that that's just maybe maybe it just wasn't maybe it just didn't feel it. I don't know. I I kind of thought that huh? it was a battle until the end, you know. And you're, you know, I I, I was, for me it was about that that whole set piece, that whole portion of New York that was just well, levitated. It's Central Park. It's the yeah, it was levitated. Wasn't it kind of levitated in the air? I didn't, yeah, I didn't it make was. it this play through some kind yeah, of they, they pushed but, it. Uh, they pushed it. Up. And then it was all all that uh all that seismic activity happening. Yeah, that was I thought that was all really good. And as far as uh the the last uh thing that you fight being cloaked uh Seth, uh, Seth I, I, that's not what I was expecting. I didn't necessarily mind though. So, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about how there weren't a lot of enemies in the game. I mean, all I could really come up. With, I didn't need a boss. I mean, in fact, I'm really happy there was no boss in the game because. Not every game needs bosses. There wasn't. There wasn't sometimes, a boss. Final sometimes boss. a game feels like it just stops when you throw in a boss. Yeah. I, I in fact, this that, ending yeah. kind of felt a little bit like, uh, like although you didn't have the 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 choice that I, that I I actually thought as I'm walking towards the burning, you know, the, and my suit starts to burn and you're pushing yourself and you have to crawl uh, to the edge and jump going. off. You know, I kept thinking, wait, do I need to know? Is there more than is there more than one choice here? Because <laughs> before <laughs> oh. I just walked right up the middle, and I, I thought, thought you were well, going to say it looking... was like Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about. Oh um, yeah, Mass, I'm no, sorry, I Mass made Effect. that comparison too. I did definitely. The, 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 the Mass Effect Four comparison. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where you're walking through the microwaves hall. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's a bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's another good point. I thought about that as well. No, I'm talking about at the end of Mass Effect Three, our last our last review. I I thought, oh, I'm supposed to walk straight ahead and in through the conduit, and boom, I'm done. you know that's it. Whereas <laughs> were you, you know, tripping small? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just tripped. I'm not sure the... if you had a choice. That's fine. No, I I don't think every game that's needs okay. to end in a in a in a in a climatic battle. I I like it when a game can just uh have a cool sequence crawling through the thing actually felt fine for me as an end because oh, it was oh man it, i mean one the game very clearly <laughs> okay no no I'm not, I'm not saying it was like the best ending well one the game very clearly is not letting the story end because they want to make a third game obviously yeah. yeah obviously but uh i didn't mind going into that weird thing and spire uh, the spire the yeah. spire and then jumping in and cinematically i didn't mind it <sighs> it felt like it, it it felt like an end to what was happening at that moment. I guess. I guess it, it's it's probably just from my experience that I just didn't. It was fine. That's really what I want to say. It was fine. Yeah, it was I, fine I would to... give that sequence a six out of a, no, a five out of ten, which that's like fine. So I was just like, eh, whatever. The game's over. All right, whatever. Well, it tries to. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, it tries to have that weird reveal where it's like it's all around the world. Like there are multiple places, and I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, like. I get it. I, that's that's kind of neat, I guess. I just, I, I, I guess it was a twist that I wasn't that I was kind of expecting compared to. Wait, what was know, the twist? Wasn't there some sort of twist where there was multiple 
uh, places around the world. It, it was a, it the very end was Prophet standing there, and he had this, he had the world around him, and he said, "This isn't the only place. There's also multiple places where this was, or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was tripping. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> you probably oh, yeah, Prophet. The the was the, he alive? The, the, black, the, the black guy from the first one. Was he alive? Yeah, he was saying, "Hey there, uh, Alcatraz. You know, I'm, I'm here to tell you about the ending." And you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't he, remember that. I, yeah, he's sitting there. I only remember a map, is him like shooting himself in the face, and then he kept yeah, no, I know, he downloaded he like his consciousness or whatever into you. But uh, are you saying physically he was alive at the end? No, he wasn't alive at oh. the end. He you were in some sort of like state after you had died after you jumped. Oh, okay. The thing he's sitting there staring at you. He's like, the Seth have been around forever. They're they're everywhere. Oh, goes, that's what you all, mean. There's all these places, and he's and he's he's standing in the middle of a of a globe, like an like a. He's standing in the middle of like a, a holographic globe, and there's all these little points around the world oh, where he's okay. just like they're everywhere and stuff I like that. And I'm th- and I'm thinking, okay, like that opens it up to new. I mean, they 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 open it up for another game. Maybe it wasn't like a Call of Duty two kind of ending or call or a Halo two ending where it was just like, it was like the Empire Strikes Back. You know, it's not. I wasn't I wasn't going. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the ending or for or for the next game or whatever. It was mostly just a you know. It, just, it ended. It, it ended. Uh, Alcatraz, Alcatraz's story. It's yeah, really, no, of course. It's and, really just and actually going to be more games. Do we, do we want to talk? Has anyone watched the trailer for the, the third one? That's kind of I a recent. I, I heard it was awesome. I heard it was awesome. It looks. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, what I'm excited. It, it looks about kind it of it looks like it's going to try and combine stuff that they took they left out of the first one, like the whole jungle and stuff. Yeah, and they're putting the jungle in New York. In uh, New York, so there it's just sense. a. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite parts of those kind of games is where you see that the structure that was there before, but because it's been rusted down or, or eroded because of the vegetation. Like my favorite parts of Portal Two are the ones where you can see the stuff from the first game has been overtaken by vegetation. Yeah, that's going to be really cool in this one. And also, uh, it's my understanding that you get a, a bow and arrow in this next one. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you can switch that weapon out, which is really cool because not only are you a weapon with a suit that can do a tons of different things, but your weapon can now be switched out and do tons of different things. So. Also, that like weapon rocks. you can use while you're stealth completely. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Like in two, like you, you, if you fired a weapon, it would drain your 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 power bar, and you would lose you, your stealth would drop out for a second, and you lose like half your bar if you fired a shot usually. Yeah. But in in three, I evidently, I get evidently the cross or not the crossbow, that bow, you can stay stealth and it won't affect your stealth. So you, now you have a completely full stealth weapon, so. and there's explosive tip arrow. So just to bring it back <clears throat> to Predator, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, it's it's easy to tell even with the the light, the way it plays with the light and stuff like that. When he when he uh, when he gets like invisible, that you can definitely tell where their influences have come from. Um, you know, especially for a place like the jungle where it belongs, you know, there are certain moments in, in Crisis 2 where I thought it doesn't like this is an urban jungle, but it's not really a it doesn't really fit like the coolest parts of this game were the parking garages and the jumping across this across the rooftops and and like uh, and really feeling like you were like you were just this creature that was going to, you know, take out a whole bunch of guys. You know, it, it, those were the mo- the best moments of the game, you know. Anything else was just kind of, again, Michael Bay filler. I mean, it, it's okay. I'm willing to forgive that stuff because the other stuff was the, that we loved was so good and consistent. 
So. <sighs> All right. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love it. I love you. Gage is so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say anything. And people are just like, yep. <laughs> oh, we know what you mean. We know what you mean just by that one side. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on to final thoughts, guys? Sure. All okay. right. I thought that was it for me. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, I mean, I, I could spend 45 minutes talking about it again. No, no, <laughs> don't. Goof. Uh, okay, uh, Josh, your thoughts and your score on this game, sir. All right. Well, um, as we've said, uh, I mean, the visuals were really good. I, one thing I didn't talk about with relation to the visuals, and I'll just make this brief, but like, I feel like there was a lot of ghosting going on. Like, kind of double imaging? Did you guys get that when you were moving around? No? Not at all? No one? What do you, like, elaborate on that. What do you mean? Yeah, when you're moving you, around um, in the world? Yeah. Like, just any movement, really, whatsoever. I was I was seeing kind of like a double rendering of things. And it was kind of, it was oh. giving me kind of a blurring, blurry effect. Sounds like the motion blur wasn't working properly. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah, not. I wonder if it might have been something, some setting or something like that. What were you playing it on? On 360? 360, yeah. So. Okay. Weird. No, I, I didn't experience that at all. I kind of, I just, kept, I just kept thinking, man, like this is, it's really beautiful. Yeah, and, and, I mean, also and it was still, it looked really good. You know, don't get me wrong. And I think that it looked much better in the second half of the game. And by the way, I think the second half of the game is much more compelling than the first half for me. We got, but we I, got the game. Sorry. So yeah, graphics were very good. You know, as I've said, I gravitate a little bit more towards, um, I guess, Call of Duty type games. If it's done really well, and the Halo games, like I, you know, it, what you guys were saying about being kind of a a kid with all these powers and and everything, like it was cool to me, but it wore off within the first like two hours of playing. Kid like, always gets the visibility in the in the armor, like it was cool, but they were so simple and they never changed. And I think it would have been very interesting if, in some way, like you know, I mean, yeah, you got upgrades to them to where they lasted longer and stuff, but I would have liked to have seen something more drastic, I guess. Like, I don't know, I can't even think of any way really they would have done that necessarily. It probably would have um, lent itself more to a third-person shooter the way that I was thinking of things. But anyway, those are just my thoughts. And uh, the story, yeah, it's it was not really very compelling for me. It was not why I was there, though. Like like Ben had said, it's I, I came into it expecting just to shoot a bunch of stuff. And it gave me just enough context to where, uh, you know, I knew what I was doing essentially. And that was it. So um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. You can still be my friend. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a 7 out of 10. Um, Yeah. A 7 out of 10, is that that good? I would say uh, above above average. It's above average. It's um, better than just kind of a baseline shooter where there's nothing going on just because it had some really interesting elements and it did a lot of things well, but it was nothing that blew me away whatsoever. And honestly, I, I wouldn't really play it again. Oh, really? No, I wouldn't pick it up. I'm probably going to trade it in. So. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do want to just add one more thing we didn't talk about. Um, cause we didn't really, we didn't talk a lot about a lot of different scenarios. We talked about that Times Square sequence. Um, another sequence I just really, really, really enjoyed because of how it combined a lot of things. Um, the vehicles? Was, no. No, I'm just kidding. Those are terrible. Okay, I was, was going to say, did you really like the vehicle? Oh, my God. The yeah. controls were horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. bad. So bad. So I've, never felt, I've never felt more like I was driving a golf cart ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
No, in it, no. The uh, the sequence on the island at nighttime where you're chasing that one guy down. Yeah. I liked pretty much that entire thing. How I, I remember yeah. doors opening and they're like, he's there. And then like, I remember like going into stealth and like fucking like owning on these guys as they were coming in and they're like standing out there and they're like, he's still there. And like feeling like I've, I've scared <laughs> the shit out of these guys. Like, and I run out there and, uh, and I got to run through that building area and you get to the end there. And I actually can't remember what happened at that point because I didn't Did get you... to it this time. I just remember thinking it was really awesome. Yeah, it was really cool because there was a there was a lighthouse and everything you could climb up to. And, and they yeah. had a sniper yeah. rifle there ready to go for you. And you could just you just take people out before you even walk down there. It was really neat. Uh, yeah. I just I just remembered what part you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK, it's yeah, right after you jump out of the water and you're. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, so you essentially snuck past all those guys as well, because I definitely did that. No, no, I no, I fought a lot of those guys. Oh, oh really? No, no, no. Okay, I'm talking about later. I know you guys are talking about the part before that. No, I did sneak my my way through that. I was okay. a stealthy bastard. You're talking about the part where you get up to the top where that guy is up there sniping already through that like barrier. That's like, it, it's like a um an invisible like bullet shield kind of thing. And he's got that See, I'm, like. Real I'm trying to remember sword. because. I didn't get to that part this time I played it, and I have got so I haven't played that part since last year. I think what I'm talking about is actually after that, where oh. I think you were actually trying to get to. I don't know if it was Hargreave. No, no, it was that one guy. What was that one bitch and that other guy who were arguing? Lockhart. Okay, I think you were trying to get to Lockhart. No, or no, the man. Was that Lockhart? Lockhart, Lockhart was that. Just... Lockhart was the guy who was just constantly yelling, "Get that son of a bitch!" Right. Blah, blah, Is there blah, a part blah. where you're chasing him down? You actually encounter him face to face. Yes, you do. It's on an was island. That, was it on the island? That's the part I'm talking about. Yeah. That whole part blew me away. Anyway, Continue. I didn't want that to last that long. But uh, I would <laughs> give it, given everything that we said, um, I, I did. I was not a fan of the AI. I, I wish I, uh, I did feel too much like I was just a kid with toys. So, I mean, it did wear off after a while I, if the AI had been more interesting to fight. But everything else, sound, graphics, really good. I The controls were really tight. I think it controlled shooter-wise as well as Call of Duty, which is an achievement. Um, I don't think so. You really? <laughs> no. Uh, oh. One thing, one thing in particular I can pull out is the cover system. It was really clunky, and I barely ever used it. Yeah, that, that was clunky. I didn't, I didn't have to I use it because use I used it. the, yeah, I used the the shield. I didn't have to. Yeah, I, I just, found myself I just taking cover. By I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really understand why you would ever want to use that because I was always moving. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that either. But still, I but. stopped when I was using an armor ability. Yeah, I, I had, not to, sorry, not to steal the floor from your. Oh, no, that's all right. There. But I, I felt like it was a little bit floatier, just a just a hair, just a hair floatier than uh, Call of Duty or than Halo. The just the shooting part itself, like I thought the the auto aim worked well. It wasn't nearly as aggressive as Call of Duty. Sure. Call of Duty has really aggressive auto aim, which but you can that, turn that off. That, that works in Call of Duty because there's so many fucking enemies. You need it, and it f- makes you feel like a badass when you just pop three guys in a row. For um, this game, it's not as aggressive, which works for this game. Um, also, troll-wise, I liked the agility. Some shooters don't fucking know how to make you uh, move over waist-high obstacles. This game, like, is context-sensitive. It recognizes when there's a waist-high obstacle. It recognizes when there's something above you. You jump, you grab it with your hands, you see your hands, you pull yourself up. I've always felt like a frog moving through the environment. And uh, <laughs> that was fun. 
<laughs> so uh, overall, um, last year I probably would have given it. I might have given it a nine then, but I think I was high on it. And now that I've come off that high, I would say it's an eight. All right, Mr. Benteed. Um, no, I, I think Crisis Two works. I think it's it's pretty. It, I I got into the it, the experience of it. Um, although the story, the script, and the people and the story, obviously there are plenty of holes. But it, I think it still remains interesting enough to where I wanted to see to, see it through to the end. I think that uh, it has one of the best realistic-looking graphics on a console game I've seen. But again, I still have yet to play Uncharted and all these other ones. Um, the light and the sound are the star of the show. I think they just steal everything from every bit of this of this experience. Um, I think that I completely agree with the controls with Chris. There's nothing out there that that does quite what Crisis 2 does in terms of controls. I think... You know, so seamlessly you're able to move throughout all these different types of powers, and you can use them at any moment. And um, it's a game that just doesn't play by the books. You know, much like a, and I and I mean by the books, it doesn't play by the standards set up by, mm-hmm. you know, monoliths like Halo and Call of Duty. It it just doesn't. It it takes those formulas right. It takes the formulas that we know and we love in Halo and Call of Duty, and it and it, it and it evolves them. It evolves them for the better, and that's why I think I think it delivers. And 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 Crytek uh, has my has my um, attention has my attention for for the for the the third next one. sequel. Yeah, for the third one, I'm definitely gonna be. I'm in, I'm in for Crisis Three. I don't know if I'll be the first day adopter of that one, but much if, like this if one, nothing I, else after this experience. You're taking notice, and you're you're excited to see what you know what's going to happen with the next game. Right there, yep, that's exactly it. I mean, this this got me excited about the series, and I'd be willing better, to keep hopefully. keep going. Yeah, yeah, and and you know they can they can try to approve or approve. They can try to improve on on the sets and on, on the and on the story and stuff like that. But you know what? Even if they didn't, they're still going to make a ton of money. Even if they put forth that effort, it wouldn't matter a damn because so long as they keep putting out something that'll that's a, a little bit of a carrot that's big enough for me to want to 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 tag along with them and 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 do what they say in these games, I'm I'm for it. You know, I and you and, and take a bite. You said well, carrot. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> it, it, it's it, the carrot's supposed to lead me to whatever's next. You know, and 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 um. I think the new game plus hooks kind of cool. I really like that feature. I think that feature should be in a lot of different games. And I'm not saying it should be in every one, but it's one I think uh, these kind of things should adopt. Maybe not because, you know, they usually try to put the the multiplayer mode on to kind of get people to not trade it in real fast. You know, when a brand new game comes out, they usually go, well, if we put a multiplayer thing on it, we'll just make it so that they won't trade it in. You know, faster. Well, maybe. if they did a new game plus, maybe that would maybe that would be better. It would be it would get them to replay it, get them to rethink about the sequences, it'd get them to experience it longer. People wouldn't trade them in as fast. I think I think it could hold your interest for a while if they just if they if they kept doing it that way. And there's there's just a lot of things in this in this game in Crisis Two that that don't that you don't see in a lot a lot of standard shooters and stuff like that. And that's why I give it. Uh, a much higher, you know, much higher score than normal. So, so what, I guess what, what score would what, you what, give it? As I say, I gave Mass Effect three an eight. I would give Crisis two a nine. Whoa! You know, I, I would give it a nine because I, I, I seriously think that it's, it's to the point where it's doing things that are changing 
the industry for the better. And that's not the reason why I'm giving it the nine, I guess. I, I'm giving it because it's just I had fun. I, I mean, that's what it comes down to is just the presentation and everything captured me in such a way. And then I heard SP's take on it. And I'm like, I got really confused. I'm like, did you did we play the same game? Same game? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I I really enjoyed it. And that's why I think this is going to be a very interesting talk. And I think it was. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we talked, SP, you know, and I'm glad I'm glad we got your issues. And I and I tried figuring them out with you, and I tried seeing it um, from your perspective, and I, and I can definitely see why uh, you'd give it whatever you're giving it now. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's very surprising to me that you scored it higher than Mass Effect Three. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, hey, fair enough. Fair enough. So your score isn't based on like it's not about craftsmanship. You you really want to reward experimentation and uh, outside the box thinking and. I would, I would like to, but also, and I it's, respect that. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun because you know the the moments I was expecting to have fun in Mass Effect Three, it turns out I must have hyped it so much in my mind or something like that. It, it just it turned out it just wasn't. You know, it, it it was good. It was it was a standard good fun game. It was above average, but you know what? I put in Crisis Two and was completely blown away by a lot of different things, and and it it hit me just right at this point in time. I give it a nine. I, you know what? Ten years from now, if we were to revisit both games, I may be completely different. You know? Well, you know, it's it's like I said a year ago. I I I would have given this game a nine because I was on in this high feeling the same things you were feeling right now. And it's not that the game is worse since then because I give it an eight. It's just this time now that I'm you know beyond the whole novelty of of what this game does different. Now I'm just playing it for what it is, and yeah. I don't I'll think it's as good though, as what I originally thought. I'll tell you what, though. The reason why I think I was blown away by it so much is because I didn't have any reason to watch any trailers or any sort of reviews on this game. I didn't have to pay attention to it at all because it you really didn't no get a big, big release. I had no expectations going in, so avoiding them, I'm telling you guys, avoiding those trailers really pays off for me. I mean, I, I'm not saying you know knowing certain little things or something like that isn't isn't something that you know, obviously everyone wants to know a little, be a little spoiled. You know, some people do, but uh, but to be honest, I come in to something unexpected, and it and it and it, usually when it's really good, it always pays off. So, all right, all right, cool. Let me know, Ashby. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I want to know. I'm, I'm... Oh no, 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 don't worry. Um... I hope I didn't. I hope I just didn't uh, switch switch your score around or anything. No, I, no, no, I, no. I'm gonna make it a nine, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Your words, man, just really utterly convinced me. Uh-huh. While, okay, like I said in the beginning, I, I do appreciate the fact that while coming from being a, a being a big uh, PC gamer and going to the console, I did find the controls to be very welcoming. And they were easily, uh, I can get acclimated to. I really enjoy the fact. I do like the idea of experimentation. Uh, there's not just one particular way to do something. You had options to do that. I like that aspect about that game, but what drew me in, there was a lot that took me out, and I'm... You were distracted by the brokenness? Yeah, the AI really, really got under my skin. Um, The checkpoint systems, I did not care for when I felt like I put in a lot of work that there wasn't a save point, because to me, I was just, like, overwhelmed, and I was just like, okay, I just wanted to save, I wanted to be... At a safe, secure point that if I should die for whatever reason, whether it was on my behalf or consistently having my head thinking, what's going to screw up now with the AI? That's like that was something. It got under to my point. Got to the point. It's like I wonder which part of the AI is going to screw up now because it just happened really consistently. 
Although, even though the AI was bad, I did enjoy, you know, a particular set piece, which really brought me into the game. It was very immersive. I agree with Ben that the sound was excellent. I mean, I had my surround sound on. The lighting, too, I was... I have to say, coming... This is the only council shooter game that I have seen, and the hyper-realism is, you know... It's actually pretty good. It's like, I would say it's, from what I've played, that it is probably the best looking game that I've seen on a console. So I, I will say that for the time being. Narratively, God, it just did not draw me in at all. It really didn't. I did not give two fucks of went on in this game. <laughs> not one bit. And I, I don't think you're alone there. So uh, What really fails is that the game does seem like it's trying, too. Yes, that's the thing. It felt like it was trying to bring a narrative to the to the plate, and it just ultimately failed. That's what that's one of the things that really caught my attention. I knew it was trying to tell me a story, but at the end of the day, I was like, I don't care. I mean, I found none of the characters interesting. I mean, I'm I'm essentially a mute. But the thing is, I'm a mute in Portal One and Two. But yet, I find what's going on in Portal One and Two to be much much more interesting than what's going on in Crisis. I mean, you don't have I, I guess I'm just, you know, I'm not the person who uh, likes to pick up and just shoot shit. I kind of like to have context. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody by any means for having that kind of mentality. But I think it's just, I don't know. Would I ever play it again? No, I already gave it away to one of my friends. And Tom's it's like, if you like it, you can keep it. You don't have to pay me. Keep the damn game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my score is a 5.5 out of 10. What? What's the points mean? I, 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 that's that, that's the that's the thing I'm thinking about with these. I, I, I think this so is so arbitrary. The I'm reason, not lie, the reason I why I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Cause like I I don't think by saying by saying Mass Effect and Crisis Two, Mass Effect Three and Crisis Two, I'm given one and eight and one and nine. I don't care. Like they're they're completely different animals, and it's like that's why I think it's important for us to talk about the number scores. Cause I'm thinking. I don't necessarily think Mass Effect Mass Effect Three is a, a better game than Crisis Two. It's just I really enjoyed my experience with it, and although the story wasn't the great, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but I'm just saying the the we should really set up the rules on why what the scores what mean, the, what the scores mean, and what the numbers yeah. mean. Because to well, be honest, I'm five, just giving it. I'm just throwing a dart at a board. Pretty much is what it feels that, like. A five point five. A five point five for me is a meh. It's just. I mean, it's in between. Yeah, meh, what? Like, meh from like a quality standpoint, or meh, that's just how you feel about it? Because Ben really just established that he scores based on how he felt about it at the time. And I'm trying, uh, to, yeah. give, I'm trying to give a quantitative score based on like how well did the game achieve what it was trying to achieve, which is why like I give like Mass Effect 3 uh, a 9.5 and give this like an 8.5. But same token, like, I don't necessarily. I'm not. I didn't necessarily have more fun with Mass Effect. That's just yeah. Because it, 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 this this isn't a fun meter. This is like yeah. It, we all have our different kind of scores, and that's why I think having a number score is kind of weird because we're gonna we're all gonna have to keep track of each other's uh what whatever each other's talking about. We I'd almost rather just have people just listen to what we're saying you know i'm, well, I'm saying we can, like, we can uh, figure it out like yeah. we can we can work out a, a number system that's fine i'm not saying we have to totally do away with it i'm just saying um you, you know just say coming score, up coming up and establish what it scores because a five five point five is the exact middle of ten and so if you, you thought it was just average which i think you're just, you're saying it's below average so in terms of what you're saying i think you would go lower than five point five 
you know, 5.5, I guess on the scale of one to 10, I, I get, I, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't, I don't know. What we're talking. Yeah. This is confusing. It is because uh, some people, <laughs> they want to think they, they would, they would base it off of, they're thinking like school or like a 70 is not good. But I, I think if a, or I think if a game gets a seven, I think that's a pretty damn good score. Like I would be yeah. happy if I made a game that people said seven. I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah it's like it's seventy percent. I would, I would think five would be average because it's in the exact middle. Where in yeah. school a five would be oh failing. That'd failed. be failing. You failed. <laughs> it failed to capture my interest. Ultimately, it failed. That's what it means. It's like if the game ultimately. In the end, while there are some redeeming qualities, I think it ultimately failed for me because I went for one. Re- would you re- would you have would you have beat it had you not needed to beat it for the podcast? Uh, I probably just would have done it just because I wanted to beat it. Because when I set my when I set my sights to do something, I was going to do it. And when I thought about quitting, I was like, I don't. I really have never fucking quit. So I'm just going. I'm going to beat this game to say that I did beat it. But you know, See, now based on what you're saying, I, I almost feel like your score should be even lower. Well, if you want to be large, no. I'm not saying it. I'm not <laughs> saying, like... I think, to me... This is interesting. It's To me, it was... If I were to recommend it, I would just recommend it with caution, just from my end of the... Just from my perspective, because well, I... Well, I, I think they'd be able to... For, through our conversation, they'd be able to tell that you're not used to playing this type of game. Yeah. So that they people that aren't used to playing, you know, these types of games, be careful, because this goes an extra further than... This is almost like more hardcore of a drug than than uh than halo or call of duty is you know Mm -hmm. because it adds that extra flavor of of you know nano whatever's you know the suits and stuff like that (laughs) um yeah i i i guess i guess um i don't know it's up to you i I, it really doesn't matter i just i'm gonna i'm i'm i guess i will just say that every time what exactly i mean by what i mean when i say yeah I, I, we could do it just the way we did I, here. I, I have to agree with you, Ben. I think we do need to discuss like what the scores mean because I think it's there might be something wrong with how I think there's where is either something wrong with the scoring system or or we're clearly on a different wavelength on how we score if our scores range that much on a game because like clearly we all feel very different about the game, but I don't know if it's almost a four point five point difference. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't want to compare us to game journalists, but if there's reviews on a game and there's multiple scorers, it's not very often in a, like in the EGM back in the EGM day, days when they had like three reviewers, it wasn't right. very often I saw big range of scores as far as difference. There might be a two point differential sometimes, like and that would be on a game that could be very uh, different and contrarian, like something that you know some people can really dig, but some people really don't dig. And Crisis Two, I mean. It does do a lot of different things. I agree with you, Ben. I don't think, though, it is, is for example, shit. Not everybody's going to like um, uh, Men of Valor or Men of War. No. It's a really well, hey. hardcore-ass RTS game. I could get why somebody would give that a 5 and somebody would give it a 9. But Crisis 2, I can't see why In- somebody gives it a 5.5 and somebody else gives it a 9. I would see, I would see, like, I wouldn't see lesser than, like, 7. Yeah. I would see seven and, defense- between 7 and 9. Huh? In SP's in SP's defense, you know, go, I'm sorry, we're going in circles sometimes, but in SP's defense, I do see how you know if we were to play like a Kingdom Hearts game, I might have a harder time because it, it isn't what I'm used uh, to playing, and I, it would be harder for me. But it would be harder for me to. Yeah. I, I I was just gonna say that I think that that's kind of like you know, if you if you score it just based on how it was for you, like how how much you enjoyed it personally, 
Yeah, then it's your own I personal thing. Fair. I think that that's fair because you're getting three different opinions. And just well, then that's, that's let's establish that then. Sure, because sure. That's I mean, not I really how I'm scoring right now, though. I see where you guys are coming from, but I think yeah. that that's, a, that's a decent way to go about it because, yeah, maybe our scores range, but we're explaining why and what, from what viewpoint we're coming from, you know? Okay. Let's do it. I would just hate for the listeners to just completely ignore what we're talking about in the first part. Well, I'm just going to skip to the last five minutes where all they talk about is their scores. Yeah. And I guess if we should, if we could do what I, you know, kind of like how IGN puts a little like, Here's, you know, it's it's got good gameplay, but it's got crappy yeah. story, and it's and got, you know, it, it gives they, you a little they list. they establish that their overall score is not an average. Right. So the score is like right. kind it's a of how, it's kind of how they feel, where the breakdown is really like this is this is really how the graph how good the graphics are. This is really how good the gameplay is. And while yeah. this may not really add up to a nine, fucking all these things together really make me feel it's a nine. What I, I, I'm with Ben. I, I would be I'm not I wouldn't be necessarily worried about people skipping ahead to the end. I would be worried about people listening to our scores and being I, I don't understand how given everything that person just said, why they would give it that score. You know, there are times you might tear apart a game but then say eight. Like, wait a minute, I, I would because SB, based on what you're saying about the game, I would have assumed you would have said four or less. You know, if we just established that, you know, I think I agree with Josh. If we should just establish that our scores are our personal scores, is how we feel about it, you know, at this moment, and it could change. Sure, you know, and with uh, maybe we establish what a one is and what a ten is as well. You know, you could say ten is, you know, by all standards, you know, there is no, there are no perfect games, but it's a game. Yeah, we have to acknowledge that. Yeah, even a masterpiece isn't perfect. Point, you know. Uh, you, comes at every possible angle with the best you've seen so far probably would be a 10 right would you guys all agree yeah yeah and it would I mean, have to be even that kind of class i rate like i was like on flickster and i rated cabin in the woods a five out of five but i don't think it's a fucking perfect movie it was just that my overall experience with the movie was fan you know i absolutely loved it my so the over- score is an emotional score it is a, it it's is not, an emotional it's, score it's it not is. a it's not a uh, critical it's, analysis no, it's just adding up. Okay. It's like adding up. And see, that's what I've been trying to do is I'm trying to critically analyze, like, what, what is the quantitative? How do you quantitate? Oh, see, I had no idea. I was just like, for yeah. me, it was just like all these elements here that I'm adding up. And, yeah, it's basically all the things that are adding up into, like, what kind, what makes a game, you know, narr- you know, the narrative, the gameplay, all the things we talked about. It's all relative. To me, I thought I was under that impression. I thought that's the whole wavelength we are on, and right. apparently, it's we're not at all. And so, I mean, that's sorry for any of the confusion. For one, if there were, if well, there obviously was. So when I was asking about the scores, I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like I thought it was just all personal. I thought it was all relative. I didn't think it was. Yeah. I didn't think it was that okay. confusing. I honestly did not think it was that confusing. So okay, well, if our scores are going to be based on like how we feel about it, we still need to establish. We can't all think that a nine means something different. We do need to establish what each of these numbers mean. Sure. And I think we can go by something similar to the IGN scale, right? Because I would totally like, go off of that. Yeah. Because, like, from what is it? Like, That's eight kind of what I've been 10 is like, is like, or no, wait, from nine to 10 is like amazing or something like that, right? Nine then, is amazing. 10 is masterful. Uh, yeah. Eight is like great. Eight is a great score. Seven is good. Seven is good. Six is okay. Yeah, I think it's like five, okay. Five is like meh or so. Five is mediocre. I guess those are pretty similar, but yeah. I mean that's that's. I mean, I overall felt my experience was mediocre. I, uh, 
I mean, I have no desire to replay the game ever again. I, while some technical elements were awesome, it's just the narrative elements weren't. I didn't didn't draw me in at all. And it, it was trying to tell me a story, and it didn't draw me in. <laughs> so um, what, what? While and, one and that can and that can explain why our, our scores deviate or differentiate so much. I mean, we are talking about our own experiences. Yeah, right? that's. And that was my experience. I just felt like it was yeah. mediocre. Well, was I, I can I can deal with that because what I always am trying to, you know, consider is that even if I don't like a game, that doesn't mean the game is bad. Like you're not gonna say Crisis Two is bad. No, it not at all. Appeal no, 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 no. I'll put it out there for anybody who's listening. I'm not gonna say Crisis Two is such a fucking horrible game. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, my experience. I just it did not appeal to me whatsoever. But if you were to ask me, would you recommend it, Mike? And it's just like, if are you in, are you heavily into shooters? I mean, that's something you want to ask your ask yourself. How much of a shooter fanatic are you? Are you an action junkie? Quite possibly. Are you someone who just looks for, uh, you know, lots of action and explosions? If so, I mean, this game has it. It really, does. it has it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give credit where, where credit's due. But ultimately, the game just did not appeal for me. That's all. I won't. Like I said, I won't begrudge anybody who likes the game. I mean, I don't so like. Next up, next up, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Ben gives no, it a, a four, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna hate him. A lot of people like Michael okay. Bay, and just like you know I, I just deal with it. I'm I'm <laughs> very happy we just had this conversation because up to this point, I've always felt super uncomfortable about scores because I've always felt that scores are supposed to be I'm supposed to be like a teacher grading something, and just because I didn't like what the kid wrote about doesn't mean the kid didn't write a good ass paper. Yeah. Yeah, but no. in this case, I'm not fucking like nobody's going to get hurt because I give something a low score. Like a kid's not gonna, you know, nobody's <laughs> not going to college because I give a game a low score. So <laughs> I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay, you know, for for me to say that. Uh, fucking, what's a good example? I guess it's okay for me to say that. Uh, even though Company of Heroes is probably a nine point five RTS, for me it's like a seven because I just cannot get into oh, RTS. I love it. Yeah. You're nuts. I love it. It's I love Dawn of War 2, but I can't get into Company of Heroes yet. Company of so Heroes far. is sweet. Yeah, I you need to get deeper it into It takes me game. too damn long. Like, Sorry. I'm... Anyway, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. This is a whole other conversation. But yeah, yeah it's I good. know. <laughs> it gets Dawn better. Of War 2, better. As far as Relic RTSs, I can't get into Dawn of War 2. I've played the shit out of Dawn of War 2. You can't or you can? I, no, I did play the shit out of it. But you I, can't get into it? I can. I can get oh. into it. I can dig it. And I do. <laughs> I'm I'm with you 100%. I love Don of War, and I didn't really like Company of Heroes either. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll like it if I play more. It's just, it's a lot to grasp onto, and I'm not an RTS person. I've not played them before. Yeah. I've only played a turn-based strategy game. Well, guys, this has been a very interesting conversation. I, I, you're going to make my editing job probably a lot easier, too. So, thank you. I appreciate that aspect as well. And that's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what's it's a good name for a podcast i'm gonna take it it's all relative what is it it's all, it's relative. all relative it's all relative yeah that might be my movie podcast name so uh what's the uh next game you heard it here first yeah <laughs> so what's the next game we have on the list guys next up is batman arkham city yeah batman another really really awesome soundtrack we are playing like all AAA titles, man. That's nuts. Weird. That's Dude, cool. Well, th- here's the thing, man. 2011 was just chock full. Chock full of them. It really yeah. was. And a and good variety of different types of games, too. 
And I'm glad I, I'm I getting another think... chance to sit down with this one too, because I kind of sped through Arkham City. I I I'm excited to do the new game plus this one. Same yeah, here. Yeah. I I don't get to experience new game plus often. I so who that hasn't? Chrono Trigger. I'll I'll be doing SP? new game. I'll be doing new, new game plus. Oh, so we've all played it before. Okay. I oh, have cool. played this game, but I was only like halfway through it, so I'm gonna. Oh, start okay. Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah. No, no, seriously, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be so good to talk about that ending. I'll, oh, I'll be quiet. Yeah. I'll be quiet. I'll just say, well, I'll just say it. It's going to be SB, sweet. SB, if you hate the voice acting in this game, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, because yeah. Mark Hamill deserves, like, in the equivalent of an Academy Award for his work. He needs work. to be knighted. For... Also, <laughs> I, I also want to say that um, it's going to be a sad day when Kevin Conroy dies and he can't play Batman anymore. <laughs> I think he has the perfect bat voice. He, it's pretty good, it's, dude. It's fucking perfect because Kevin Conroy, the way he does it. Because let's be honest, Batman, uh, he, he's super he intelligent. He's a, a good geek. Batman. He's he can got a sound voice. when Batman's in the cave. Kevin Conroy is Batman's in the cave. He just sounds like this geek talking to Alfred. When he's out in the field, he can be tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, but also he he pulls those off great. But he also pulls off Bruce Wayne like spot on too. Oh yeah. He the does. pitch goes a little bit higher, and like Bruce we'll Wayne. talk about it next time. We'll get it talk there. We'll get it. I I love this game so much. I really do. I can't wait to talk about it. So, so cool. Next right. game, Batman Arkham City. Batman Arkham and, City. And uh, following game, we have not decided yet. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I was thinking. I, uh, we've been really talking about it. I don't know if we should make it the following game, but I do think we need to put Gears of War three on the list. Yes. yes. If, if we want to try and play through it together, it's probably gonna take a while because we got all to get together and have the time. Yeah, we got the hour difference. Yeah, it's not that long of a game, though, right? Uh, no, it's not really that long. I mean, I think it's probably about comparable to Crisis Two, really, in length. And also uh, another game that I know that Josh has respectfully declined to play is uh, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. That says yeah. something I would love to review, and I know for a fact from a personal experience, I can only play at this time thirty minute intervals of that game just because it fucking freaks me out. So we should do a non triple A title. Is that a triple A title? Would you consider that? You no, know what? Okay. Here's what. Here's one. I've never no, heard of that. Not. There's no way it's, it's not. Amnesia is not a triple A title. No, it's not. Um, developer is very see. under the radar. I was oh, gonna make the wish. What's huh? up? Yeah. By the way, an interesting statistic I was reading about Crisis 2 sales, it was a big success because I think it was, uh, it was well, it was one of you guys that said that, you know, when, when Crisis 3 comes out, they're going to make oodles of money no matter what. And I was just thinking to myself, like, did Crisis 2 even perform well? Like, That's what I was just doing. Sales. And I looked it up and I guess it did. But oh. it was interesting oh. to note that the uh, 360, the, X, excuse me, the Xbox 360 sales were 57% of the overall Crisis 2 sales. Oh, I believe that. And PS3 and uh, PC only made up 29% together. Wait a minute. Uh, no, that's there's, not true. Miss, there's some missing percentage Yeah, there. I was going to say that. PC was 14%. There you go. So PS3 was 29. <laughs> <laughs> that's the missing percentage there. That doesn't add up to us. ran through my mind the second I said it. So anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you have it. Yeah, we got the statistics. Your PC sales are dwindling, SB. They're dwindling. Hey, I love my Steam. You know what? <laughs> People are talking about the, the, PC, the mouse It's not dying. PC will be fine. There's yeah. so many different types of games that people are playing on PC that are not playing anywhere else. All right. Well, that's another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're not recording, are we? I'm still fucking recording because I haven't finished the ending. Keep oh. it in. Keep it in. Keep the yelling in. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Fuck you! Alright. Time to finish horde mode. Yeah, okay, well, guys, yeah. thank, thank do, you for do the... You guys wanna... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm... You're, you're still closing out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Toy boat. <laughs> Fucker. Well, guys, I want to say thank you for the evening, and it really has been an interesting conversation to actually get you, uh, all your different perspectives on this game, and thank uh, at least acknowledging my perspective. Uh, like I said, I, I really do appreciate because I honestly thought I was just going to get boned really hard in this review. Really bad. No, but, never. We'd never do that oh, to you, man. Okay. Yeah, we, we'd obviously, we definitely respect your opinion. We're your pal. We just, we just think you're wrong. alright well (laughs) that concludes our episode I want to say thank you to Josh, Chris and Ben for another wonderful evening and and to our listeners you guys take care have a wonderful evening bye bye bye